And hello and welcome everyone to the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. Matt, we're back again for episode 301, which the chat has been very kind to tell us. Oh, this is officially the moment <laughs> where the show jumps the shark 301 episodes in. Yep, yep. We got our water skis on and everything there. <laughs> it's it, it really is a great question, though, and I don't think you and I can answer it. The chat has to answer it. What would we officially need to do to jump the shark? Like, what's the moment where you're like, ah, geez, you know, comic multiverse, it was good, but it wasn't nearly as good after they did blank? Hmm. I mean, hmm, I can think of be? lots of ways to ruin the show. Like, if we started... Yeah hyping up uh ai art projects or selling yeah. nfts or supplements like there's lots of ways to ruin the show but like how to jump the shark to be like ah, it was never as good after that Ooh. like maybe it... a host change like there's been lots yeah. of shows i've enjoyed but then they change the host and it's like eh, the energy's just not as good yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Like one of us just doesn't show up, and someone else has to tag in or something. Yeah, yeah. Which, which that does happen every so often. Like mm -hmm. I was a big fan of the uh, the Super Best Friends back in the day, mm -hmm. and they had great energy of the four of them. Then they broke up as a channel and all went their separate ways. And I enjoy their individual stuff, but it's like mm, not as good as when you were all together, though. Yeah, yeah. And that's so sad, but so true. Sometimes creatively, you just have that chemistry with mm -hmm. people, even if it's people you cannot stand off mic. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just just something about like, you know, turning on that light and and getting into a room or, or, or a virtual room, as it were, yeah. uh, with someone that, yeah. Uh, Trina there says start fake beef. Oh, yeah, we got to start some fake beef is what we got to do. <laughs> you know who I don't like? Yeah. but but as well as like like we start fake beast but we've got to make sure it's with channels who are lower than us mm, who exactly. have like less subs than us because that that's yeah, how it works that's how it works yeah you can't punch up you can't fight with anyone bigger than you no no there's the funny thing is is that there's like a lot of new smaller like comic book channels that are coming out so if we wanted to be total dickheads and do that we want 100 percent good <laughs> oh absolutely <laughs> I know, like, five shows off the top of my head. It's like, we could feud with them. We could feud with them. Oh, yeah, it'd be great. I mean, it wouldn't be great. It would be terrible. It would be a shark-jumping moment. <laughs> Maybe a show where AI art generated all of our responses. Yeah, we'll just let chat GP run yeah. the show for us now. Yeah. Oh, man, I'd, I'd love to see what that's like, actually. Well, guess what, Matt? I'm doing it all now. This is <laughs> I've all been doing AI it for the last five episodes yeah i'm not even here right now this is a joel ai that's captured me perfectly <laughs> pee pee poo poo see perfect got it 100 <laughs> percent uh so how's your week been matt we actually got to take a week off and i see you've done some great work actually redesigning the visual portion of the show it looks kick fucking ass it does yeah yeah i did this all in like five minutes last night <laughs> It looks Just beautiful. Spur of the nice. moment sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, 300 episodes in, I think you were due for a fresh coat of paint. I like someone else in the chat said, you know, after 300 episodes, you should have started calling the show the Super Comic Multiverse. <laughs> yeah, Comic Multiverse Super <laughs> Ultra. Yeah. Comic multiverse metallics. That's always one of my favorite things in long running series where to differentiate it, they just put other words at the end. Yeah. Transformers is famous for that. Comic yes. multiverse Earth Spark. Yes. Sh Shapudin. <laughs> oh, God. Are we in the Shapudin years already? <laughs> Comic multiverse Kai. It's the same show. We just cut out all the filler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's I'll put, all. We I'll do. put like a filter over us. 
Mm. There you go. So it's not as racist anymore. Mm -hmm. Everything's just blue now. Because <laughs> Mr. Popo just would not fly today. <laughs> In fact, where it's like, Jesus Christ, why did it even fly back then? Why did we think that was okay at the time? <laughs> uh, how's your week been, Matt? I, I enjoyed having a week off, but it wasn't nearly as long as I thought. I couldn't believe it where it's like, oh shit, it's Saturday again. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, my week has been pretty good. Uh, I, I've been trying to like... Cause uh in two weeks we we get the the new Jedi Survivor game come out, Ooh, that's um right. and I finished Resident Evil Four so I've been trying to find like a game to sort of fill fill that gap. Mm, um, I know so, the so I've been like trying. Oh, well, what about this one? This one. So I've been playing a lot of like Final Fantasy Fifteen as well because the oh, number cool. sixteen's coming out and I'm very excited for yes, it. it. Looks, is looks amazing. It does. Yeah. I, uh, I have the opposite problem, and that is that I bought too many games this last week. I was very <laughs> reckless with my paycheck, and because of that, I have several games on the go. I'm still playing Ishin, which is great. Mm -hmm. I got the last two Resident Evils that I wanted to play before I played 4 Remake. Mm -hmm. Someone gifted me a copy of the new WWE game, so of course I've spent the last 10 hours just making my guy and picking my moves and making sure it's as perfect as humanly possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, then to top it off, season three of uh, the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare came out, and I hate how into it I am. I don't know <laughs> what it is about this year that, like, the, the secret sauce was just perfect to get me in. I've actually prestiged now, and I've never prestiged before. I don't know if Jeez. they just made it easier and more, like, user-friendly so chuds like me can actually <laughs> stand a chance. And maybe they do, because online all I see is people just complaining about the new Modern Warfare. And I'm like, I think it's great. And I'm like, oh, I'm part of the problem, aren't I? <laughs> no, oh, no, that that that's just the Call of Duty community. Like, the game could literally be everything they want, but they'll fucking hate it. And the, But they'll keep playing it. They'll be like, Absolutely. I fucking hate this game. I'm not playing it anymore. And then proceeds to play 300 hours of it. It's, it's the Pokemon effect. It's like one of the biggest franchises yeah. of all time. And you can complain as much as you want, but there's another one coming out in two years, so... Yeah, or like with Scarlet and Violet, they'll complain and complain and complain, and yet it'll be like the highest-selling, like... Game of all time. Game of all time, yeah. Yo, when's that DLC coming? I want to get back into Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> That's my thing, too. Where it's like, oh, you know, maybe I like the other one a little better. Oh, maybe there's some stuff they could have done differently here. Yo, when's that DLC coming? <laughs> I, I, want, I, I want to catch the monkey with the headdress. <laughs> Looks like a cool mod. Want to put him in my team, see what he can do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tenro100 in the chat. Shout out to the lock. Yeah, the story mode in this year's WWE game is great. They, uh, You play a guy saddled with a gimmick he hates, the lock. And basically it's just a bunch of, you know, too smart for the room jabs at like WWE culture and writing. Okay, okay. It's very fun. Like, again, they're taking the piss out of WWE while also creating a WWE simulator. Cool. So so it's better because, the, the, like, the last one was, like, a complete disaster, wasn't it? Uh, last year's was actually pretty good. The one before that okay. was a burning trash fire, so much to the point that Ukes, the company that made them for years, stopped after that. Yeah. Now they don't make them anymore. Y yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah, well, it's good because I because I've like seen it and everything. I'm like, oh, kind of want to play a wrestling game, but I don't know whether it's good or not. Exactly, it's and everyone is so different. I'd love to recommend you one, but I don't even know where to start because they're all so different and all have such different philosophies. Mm. Like this year, they completely redesigned the actual move system. It used to be before. 
you'd grab and then you'd press up and down on your stick. And depending on which stick direction you went in was the move you would do. It was very right. easy to remember, but you'd probably get sick of the same four or five moves. Mm -hmm. Now they've actually implemented a combo system. Now it's like a goddamn fighting game and you have to actually remember combinations now to do a suplex. Right. Okay. And it's great if you love like the creativity of it if you really like to build stuff but if you just want to get in and play it might be annoying okay but if you really do want to spend hours creating your guy and creating your entrance and everything there's a lot of fun in the creative side of it nice nice i'd love to have played the aew game but they had to actually delay that one because apparently uh they got a much higher rating than they wanted oh okay i was wondering when that was coming out it's coming soon-ish. It was. I think it might have supposed to have already been out by now, but the ESRB yeah. gave it like a ridiculously high rating because of all the blood that was in it. Oh, Jesus. So they had to actually take it back, and I'm like, well, dude, that's just like true of the TV product. They bleed on AEW. That's yeah. what they do. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> but I just think that's so funny that they're like, no, this wrestling game is like too violent. We have to take this back. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny, yeah. Also, too, I think uh, for the first time ever, that game actually lets you have intergender matches, so you can actually have Ooh. men wrestle women and vice versa. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure was also, you know, a bit of a bugbear for the ESRB, where it's like, but that 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 man hit that woman. What do no, we do? That's true, yeah. I mean, but it's a fake sport, right? I mean, they, they <laughs> predetermined that they talked about this beforehand, so we didn't really hit her. Yeah, well, in yeah. the storyline, <laughs> he really hit her, but, like, they worked it out beforehand. <laughs> Uh, but yes, uh, we took a week off, and of course, just our luck, when we take a week off, all the fucking news hits, we get multiple superhero movie trailers, Star Wars Celebration happened, and I know you got a lot to say, Matt, you even did your own little stream, which I thought was cool. I did my own little stream, and I got interrupted by my pal going out. Oh no, fucking like, our luck. Like, it was funny, because like, I started it, and just like, as I'm talking, I'm like, I'm like, the fuck is that noise? And apparently, like, as I... By the time I had started streaming, a massive, massive storm had started up in my area, Jeez. and I and I said and I literally said on screen, "Oh boy, I hope my power doesn't go out." And then <laughs> literally five minutes later, my power came out. But I did come back and and finish up the stream. But it's just in two unequal parts now, which is annoying. Uh, don't you hate it when that happens? I meant to ask you actually, what's the weather like? in your part of Australia, because here in Canada, and I think most of the United States, we're in the middle of an unseasonable fucking heat wave for April. Uh, at the moment, it's it's fine. Like, it, it just feels like, you know, uh, autumn. Right. Kinda. Yeah. It's a little cold in the mornings, and then it heats up pretty quickly, and, you know, we get the odd storm. Yeah, because we had, like, a high of 30s here, and I know I was talking Oof. to Sal in New Jersey, and it was, like, the high 90s for him. Oh, fuck. And I'm just like, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty rough. It's gotten so bad, I can't even make dinner in my condo anymore. I go down to the communal kitchen, because at least there I can open the sliding door and get some air in. Yeah, right. I'm just sweating my ass off. I'm just like, okay, if it keeps up like this, we're going to be having wraps and salad and shit that is cold. <laughs> <laughs> It's that freaking bad. But also, apparently the weather's saying we might also get snow in the next couple of days. Oh, Jesus. So who the fuck even knows? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, uh, I think the environment might hate us, Matt. Yeah, I think uh, the climate might be doing something. I don't know. It might be changing. We are yeah. in a passive-aggressive relationship with Mother Earth. And she's just <laughs> like, fucking handle it yourself. Yeah. I'm not helping you anymore. 
Yeah, Cam Dog, I agree. The heat is fine. It's the humidity I hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if it just stayed this warm, I'd be okay with that. But, you know, when I got friggin' a clinical case of swamp ass, that's the worst. <laughs> and that's what I've been like. <laughs> oh, he's saying major flooding at the uh, Florida airport. Yeah, that checks out. Oof. That makes sense. <laughs> no. <laughs> Again, it's like we're on a swamp or something. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. But, yeah, we got a shit ton of news to catch up on. I tried to sort this into the newer stuff first and the older stuff second. But don't worry. We're going to try and talk about everything. In fact, this yes. might end up just being a new centric show. I know I talked about before about maybe changing up the format. But if we have time left over, Matt and I will talk about, you know, what was the biggest thing in comics we read this week? And what's the thing that, you mm. know, we got to pick each other's brains about? Yeah. Because it ended up being kind of a light week for me. I didn't have any DC books this week, which is rare for me. Yeah, I, I just had two. Yeah, I, I, I liked getting to catch up. I swear, I want to do a Carnage <clears throat> video. I want to catch up on the symbiote stuff, but it was just too goddamn hot. I couldn't sit down in front of my <laughs> computer. I would have looked gross. I would have looked like friggin' James Gandolfini. <laughs> In any scene in Sopranos when it's like, oh, no, is he having a heart attack? Oh, no, he's just he's just sitting there. He's just breathing heavy. <laughs> yeah, yeah so he's, just, he's just watching the football. Yeah, yeah. So many scenes of that show. Oh, my God, he's dying. Nope, nope, he's, he's cool. <laughs> he's just got the gobble sweats. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess to start things off here, uh, we got a big new trailer for the Marvels, the off-delayed, long-awaited now trailer. We finally got to see what the movie's about. I gotta say, I don't know what I was expecting, but this sure wasn't it. It looks like they're really leaning into the whole body swap, freaky Friday comedy aspect yeah. of the Quantum Bangle. Yeah, no, I think it looks pretty cool. It does, and like also because, you know, we're getting the three different Marvels in here, Photon, Captain Marvel, Miss mm -hmm. Marvel, and the script also really seems to be running into the idea where it's like, yeah, they're part of the same legacy, they share mostly the same name, but they really have nothing in common. No, not at all. They, they, they are three completely different women uh, who in probably any other situation would not be, would not give each other the time of day. Yeah, that don't run in the same circles, have nothing in common, and yet through this will be forced together to basically become a superhero family, which I guess is also kind of true of the comics too, where there mm -hmm. was like a whole Marvel family legacy that Carol yeah. is part of, and then it included Monica and eventually Kamala after a fact. But yeah, it's just kind of like, yeah, our powers, and in this case, this weird alien relic has forced us together. And they really didn't even get into the fact where it's like, yeah, there's a villain, there's a threat they're dealing with but the real problem here is just how this disrupts their lives yeah how it just upends everything they can do and yeah i'm looking i'm looking forward to getting into it i'm looking forward to getting into like the more space stuff uh mm. in the marvel universe now especially like since the trailer the trailer opens with like a saber station which i imagine yep. is like a forerunner to sword yeah um, that was my thought too yes yeah, so i i have to imagine it probably will become sword very soon yeah because because i i have to admit because like saber saber is like a uh a type of sword yes. a type of sword but it's also like a ceremonial sword like not one mm. used for fighting uh, fighting so i have to imagine if some when maybe it transitions into sword to become a bit more uh of an offensive organization Oh, I like that a lot where, you know, a saber can be something that you can ride someone down on a horse. It's like a command it, weapon. 
Yes, but it's also something you give as a gift. You know, it's also yeah. like a symbol of your status and everything. Oh, that's totally something Nick Fury could say. You know, before we were a saber, but now we were a sword meant for war. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nick Fury being in this too, I guess, do we know for certain this takes place after Secret Invasion? Uh, I don't know. Because you got to figure that is also dealing with aliens, Krees, and assumedly Skrulls and everything. So it mm -hmm. seems like these movies are going to be closely tied. Is that maybe why we've seen delays on this? Where it's like, no, 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 there's an important piece of information in one that you're going to need for the other. Probably, yeah. I have to imagine they, they will be tied together or at least feed into each other in some form. Because that Secret Invasion trailer is pretty damn dour, and I really had a moment there where I'm like, are they going to kill off Samuel L. Jackson in this? Mm. It looks like this might have been Samuel L. Jackson's last ride, which is why I'm wondering, wait, does one take place before the other? Because if he's here, <laughs> then I guess he's okay. <laughs> well, as well, there's there's like the whole thing where it's like in, in Spider-Man Far From Home, that, tech, that wasn't Nick Fury, that was just Talos. That's right. This might just be Talos again, for all we know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, Secret Invasion definitely comes out first, but I wonder, is it first chronological? I mean, I guess it has to if Invasion comes out first, because Invasion mm. comes out in the summer, yeah? Uh, very soon, yeah. June? Yeah, it's yeah, it's sooner than you think. Yeah, God, there's so much shit coming out in June. Yeah. We're going to be really fucking busy this summer, aren't we, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like what the trailer is showing me. I like that it's having this sense of fun, where it's like, look, you know, if you liked one or all of these characters you're gonna like how they play off each other we know that it kind of feels like we're just throwing them together because they share the same power and the same legacy but that's also kind of the point of this yes yes and it's just nice to see characters we like again too like kamala's family who is gonna be in yeah this. yeah i like that they're, they're gonna be active characters in all of this and i have to wonder whether they're gonna broach the subject that kamala might be a mutant Oh, yeah, shit, we still have that hanging plot thread, don't we? Yeah. Again, I think she's she's just called a mutant because, like, like that's no what you would... to describe it. Yeah, that's what you would call someone who has, like, an abnormally in their gene. They're a mutant. They're, they wouldn't say, oh, she's an inhuman, you know? Yeah. We, we, we don't know that word. It's yeah. not in our lexicon. Yeah, and who it's knows, mate? We're in space. Maybe we'll, we'll see the royal family. Ooh, that would be a fun... Hey, maybe that's the post-credit. Ooh, yeah. Where it's like, no, 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 no. Did, did you say mutant? No, you're actually something much more. Mm-hmm, Because mm -hmm. you could totally do that, where it's just like, uh... What is there? They could totally change it around to be like, oh, well, she's a mutant. No, she's part of this light dimension. Nah, that's all bullshit. You're just an inhuman. Yeah, and, and again, it, it's it's the whole thing with, say, everyone telling her that she's a mutant or, like, related to them, like, they don't know they could just not know what they're talking about and again it's just a word they have to use to describe what she is because they don't yeah. have another word for it yet <laughs> for sure but yeah it looks looks like a lot of fun i'm excited for it yeah uh now next up we actually got some comic news coming out of dc we finally know what night terrors is all about the big new summer event they're getting us all hyped for and it looks like some spooky spoopy stuff is what it yes, looks it's, like it's it's a horror series yeah which is all right dc hasn't done one of those in a hot minute yeah well, not one of those as like a main series no not as like a big event usually they don't let magic and the horror side of stuff lead but now they are and maybe maybe this is a joshua williamson thing because it looks like he's creatively heading this one yes he is he's going to be writing uh the main night terrors book Right, so it looks like we're getting the main Night Terror series, and then we're getting 
about a dozen different two-part tie-ins with all your favorite teams facing their worst fears. It's one of those, everyone. It's a worst fears episode. Yeah, yeah. And who doesn't love a good worst fears episode? We saw some art for it already. It looks like Joker is getting one where his worst fear is just being normal and working a day job. Yes, traveling on the train and everything. Yeah, friggin' Joker by way of Dilbert. I can't think of anything scarier than that. <laughs> it, I, I don't know if it's going to stay this way, but all the tie-ins I read look to have a very strong Batman focus, like Punchline mm. is getting one, Joker is getting one, all the Bat family are getting one. Yeah, it looks to be set around that. Well, I think, like, uh, the two main characters are Batman and Deadman. Mm. And, the, and they And they got to figure out who, who this new villain is who's doing all this sort of shit. Yeah, could be interesting. Again, seems to be a bold creative swing to be like, yeah, we're going to let horror and I'm going to assume magic lead mm-hmm. the way for this big new event. Yes. Yeah, should be interesting. Uh, the, the art alone looks pretty cool. It does. It looks very creative. Yeah, so I'll be interested to check this out. Lord knows it can't be worse than Lazarus Planet. Please don't be worse than Lazarus Planet. Because <laughs> are, are there is going to be a main Night Terror series. It's not going to be like yes. Alpha and Omega and then a hundred times. No, no, yeah, there is an actual Night Terror series. And then like okay. we get like the spinoffs like, yeah, you get your Batman spinoff where he fights like a giant bat with a gun for a head. <laughs> Superman fights something called Super Reaper uh just like yeah they all get like their smaller villains and then there's like a bigger villain in like i guess the main book yeah there's a titans crossover too i just mm-hmm. saw some art for that as well yep uh looks like they're we're getting a good mix too of like writers you know and also some people you've never heard of before yes so should be interesting again if any of these are really popular maybe you'll find a new writer to follow yeah hopefully yeah, I always like it when that happens. Yeah. Now, from some good news to some bad news, that also might be good news, but at this point, who the fuck even knows anymore? The Suicide Squad game that previously got delayed is getting delayed again till February next year. See, I, I knew this was coming. I just I didn't know when it was coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and for how long. I knew they were going to delay the game, especially after that last... That last we talked about it that last trailer that yep. and like all the leaks that happened with like the battle pass and it's like wow this you've been working on this for like nine years and this is all you have the the worst reaction that you could possibly get yeah. everyone from every corner shat upon that game from such <laughs> a height delaying it another year is really the only choice they could make but i'm just sitting here like guys you can delay it as much as possible unless you're doing a complete from the ground up rebuild yeah. You're not going to save this. Yeah, you can cut out the season pass stuff, the loot box shit, the more predatory aspects of the game, but it still looks bad. It does not look fun to play. Yeah, and that, that that's stuff that you would have to change. It would take more than a year to change because then you, you, you're changing basically the core gameplay. And yeah, that's not going to change. The, the, the microtransactions you can take out, but they could always pull like a, uh, oh, what was the game? Crash Team Racing, where oh, they're like, yeah, where oh, they yeah, yeah, where they launch it and it's like, oh, no, no microtransactions. This is cool. And then like a month later, be like, bam, here's all your microtransactions. Uh, grind, grind for your stuff. <laughs> there's there's a thing in game development. And I'm sure you've heard this too from people on like social media and everything. At a certain point, a game is locked in and it's as yep. done as it's ever going to be. And mm-hmm. you can't just start changing stuff in the code without absolutely breaking the game that is yes. there and making it unplayable. So really, you can't change much. 
you can only like cordon stuff off and that's how you get like hot coffee codes mm-hmm. and like Easter eggs and like hidden levels and stuff because the game developers have tried to cordon it off, have tried their hardest to make sure that you can't see it and you can't access it because it's unfinished. Yes. Yeah, as the chat saying, I can't wait for Matt McMuscles to do a <laughs> yeah. what happened video yeah. on it. Yeah, it's yeah. destined for that. It's already destined for it. They could not have fucked it up harder because they have lost the hearts and minds of the consumer, of the people who would be the most interested in it. There is anti-hype for this game now. It looks like no one was going to get what they wanted out of it. If you wanted, like, a story-centric game, you know, with characters and everything and voice actors you like, yeah, it looks like you're not going to get it because there's a lot of fortnite pay-to-win bullshit mm-hmm. around it. If you like that sort of, you know, always-on, you know, play-with-your-friends, you know, raid-and-grind thing... Also looks like you're not going to get what you want either because it looks like a bad version of that. Yeah, and, and just going back to like saying to, to like the game would have already been locked in. Like this game was meant to come out in a month. Yes. So already like they would have, they either would have or would be would have been very, very close to going gold, which means they have the, the CD that will be sent to the uh, printers that will be printing up like all of the the discs and everything. So like they would have had like all of that sort of stuff like locked in, like scheduling in it to get it like out to stores and everything. So like that's just like money wasted. Absolutely. Uh, not only that, like it could have possibly already happened. So yes. they might have like all these things just sitting in boxes in that like they a can't warehouse. Do with. <laughs> yeah, that, that that would have to destroy. <laughs> yeah, that they'll have to destroy at a loss to themselves. Breaks my fucking heart too. Because this is the game that has the last vocal performance of Kevin Conroy mm. as Batman. Mm. And uh, what is it? Freaking Samoa Joe as King Shark that I really wanted to see. And uh, oh, who's that lady? She's, God, she's in so much. She's in Modern Warfare. She's in, uh, she was on Mad TV. God, why am I uh, blanking on her name? I love her so much. Not Mo Collins, but the other one. I don't know who you're talking about. She's in God of War. Oh my God, she's so good. Why? Why am I blanking? She she plays Amanda Waller in the new game, and she's oh, been uh, Deborah Deborah Wilson Wilson, yeah, yeah. Who actually seems to like have really gotten into character for Amanda Waller so much to the point that she showed up in costume at the fucking Game Awards. Yeah, well that's all right. In two weeks, you'll get to see more uh, of uh, Deborah Wilson as Sage in, in, in Star Wars. <laughs> Man, what a fucking amazing career Deborah Wilson has had from being super funny on Mad TV to doing, you know, uh, cult comedy bits all over the place to having like a whole second chapter of her career where she just does the best performances in video games you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. From Star Wars to God of War to friggin' Call of Duty to, what was it, uh, the the second Wolfenstein reboot? Yes. She's just in fucking everything. She is, everything. God damn, she's so good. Hey, Deborah Wilson, if you're out there, if this ever reaches you, we love you very much and we think you're great. <laughs> no, no, no joke though, and I'm sure I've said this before. When I grew up, like very, very young, watching bad TV, I no joke had like a massive crush on Deborah Wilson. <laughs> I did not. I thought she was so pretty. Her and Mo Collins when they would play, uh, what is it? When they would play like women from Miami and everything, mm-hmm. and they would basically just always be uh, cranking their heads and everything and being very sassy. I, I enjoyed that very much. <laughs> just just putting that out there. And she still looks great for her age. She Does. aged very gracefully. She did. Yeah, I don't know what she's doing, but keep doing it. <laughs> 
And, uh, hey, speaking of voice actors, uh, we actually got the full list this week, too, for James Gunn's big new animated series, The Creature Commandos, for the new chapter of the DC Universe. And, boy, did they get some fucking winners here. Yes, and it's, it's cool to note that uh, all these people will be playing the live-action versions at some point. Yes. Absolutely. In fact, I know you and I had had this conversation before that a lot of people in the voice acting space were worried that, you know, uh, that these people were basically going to get to double dip in live action and animation. They're like, hey, well, maybe we need those jobs to survive. Interestingly enough, the people they got are people who did a lot of voice work anyway. Yes, yes. Again, in fact, uh, Alan Tudyk is here, and I'm pretty sure you used Alan Tudyk as an example. What about Alan mm -hmm. Tudyk? He does both on screen and voice. Yeah, and I think we also made the point in in saying that like voice acting is a lot different than uh, having to act physically and oh, be very. there presently on camera. So, and a lot of people have one or the other, not both. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the cast we got here, Frank frickin' Grillo as Rick Flagg Sr., which, ooh, love Frank Grillo, haven't seen him in a while. Him as Rick Flagg Sr. is really fascinating, too, because Rick Flagg's death was obviously such a big part in the Suicide Squad, and it was a big, you know, motivating factor for Peacemaker in the Peacemaker show. I had been asking all over the place, I'm like, is his dad alive? Is his dad still a thing? I can see him now, now that they've cast Frank Grillo, I can see him being a character in Peacemaker Season 2. I really could too. In fact, I wanted to see that. I wanted him to show up and be like, hey, you killed my son. Yeah, yeah. Also too, uh, we know that Amanda Waller has her fingers in the Creature Commando, so once again, she's all up in that flag family. Yes. Hey, that would be a good motivator for him, too. Like, hey, I'm on this team with a bunch of immortal monsters. Could we maybe bring my son back to life? Possibly. <laughs> Just maybe. <laughs> Can I get, uh, get some of that Frankenstein-y goodness? <laughs> uh, Sean Gunn is back as Weasel. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> I love that, too. It's like, what, did you think James Gunn wasn't going to cast his beloved brother in something? <laughs> Hell no. And again, he's gonna do all the weirdo animal noises. Yep, and all the all the motion capture and everything. Mm-hmm. Alan Tudyk as Dr. Phosphorus, and holy shit, Dr. Phosphorus has had such a weird fucking run in multimedia. When he debuted, he was a goddamn henchman of Professor Pig, and now he's been in more things than Professor Pig has. Yeah, well he's he's an interesting villain. It's so weird that he's in everything, that he started as such, like, a freaking loser tag-along, and now he headlines. Yeah. David Goddamn Harbour as uh, Eric Frankenstein. So he's our Frankenstein, and again, what a good piece of casting. Yeah, again, making use of, like, both his height and, like, his just, like, stone face. <laughs> mm-hmm, very stone face. Hey, man, Hellboy might not have worked out for you, but this might work out for you. Yeah, yeah. Maria Baklova as Princess uh, Rostovic, uh, Indira Verma as the Bride, because obviously we got Frankenstein, we need the Bride of Frankenstein, mm -hmm. Zoe Chow as Nina Mazursky, I think that's the uh, Black Lagoon woman, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I believe so, yes. Sean Gunn, yes, that's right, we're getting multiple guns in this one as G.I. Robot, <laughs> and finally Steve Agee back again as John Economist, yes. because this is all connected to the greater James Gunn universe that will continue to keep his very funny, very talented friends in work for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm really happy with that casting, that's all, like, really fun casting, perfect Absolutely. casting for, like, all these roles. 
Indeed. Again, where it's like, damn it, I, gun, you know you're casting. Also, I have to imagine this put a lot of, uh, uh, like, worries to bed for a lot of people about, like, oh, who will he cast as, the, as like, these new people in the DC universe? Because all of these are, like, fantastic. Absolutely. So I have to imagine, like, his Superman, his Batman, Wonder Woman, uh, all of them will be fantastic as well. Not just great people, too, but people with, like, great nerd cred as well. Yeah, yeah. Also, hey, I didn't write it down, but we actually uh, got the soundtrack for Guardians 3 as we well did. this week. We, d- we did. With some pretty solid tunes in there. The acoustic version of Creep by Radiohead, which you know that's going to be a scene that's going to shred everyone. That's probably going to be a sad rocket scene or like a creepy uh, high evolutionary mm-hmm. scene. Mm-hmm. Crazy on You by Heart, which is just, you know, an all-time fucking banger with one of the best bass lines in all of rock and roll. Yep. Since You've Been Gone by Rainbow. In the Meantime by Space Hog, which, man, I forgot how fucking awesome In the Meantime was. I listen to that all the time now. Mm-hmm. Reasons by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Do You Realize by the Faming, uh, Flaming Lips, We Care A Lot, Faith No More. Another fun one. Yep. Uh, the Alice Cooper cover of uh, Always Chasing Rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a lot of stuff in there. We got the Mowgli's in there. It's going to be one <laughs> hell of an eclectic soundtrack. And also, hey, by the end, we got some more modern music, too. Oh, how about that? <laughs> We, we leave the retro stuff behind and it's more modern, which makes me think, yeah. oh, is that is that friggin' Peter Quill finally returning to Earth or is this what they're playing on Counter Earth? He's gotten to the, like, that, 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 that part in, in the, his Zune. <laughs> Where it's all newer stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it sounds great. I'm super hyped about all of it. I can't wait. Yeah. I'm I'm very excited. I listened to all these songs and tried to envision like, oh, what does it mean? What story is James Gunn trying to tell with the music, man? <laughs> uh, we got some X-Men news. Uh, obviously, uh, Fall of X is coming sooner than you expect, and we got a bunch of new books that we're seeing. One of those books is Dark X-Men, and we finally got a team lineup for that book. We did. Some of these uh, picks are pretty damn cool. We have Madeline Pryor leading the team, which is pretty interesting because when we left her off in the very horrible dark web story, she actually seemed to kind of want to be a good guy. And she opened a whole embassy and everything. Yes, she did. So her leading an evil team is weird. I mean, it is, but like, this is the mutant. So I'm like, yeah, it tracks. She could easily just be like, well, tried being good, bored now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got number one simp boy Havoc off to her side because, of course, <laughs> the man who simped so hard for her to return and it worked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we got M-Plate, a character that always gives me a knee-jerk reaction because it's a fucking Scott Labdell creation. <laughs> Gambit is on this team. That's a weird one. That's a weird, yeah. Again, the G- Gambit, I, I haven't read a lot of the stuff with him in it, but I wondered, you know, what was his take on Krakoa? Was he furred or was he a Ginnet? Yeah, we, yeah, I guess they never really explored that. I mean, maybe they did in, like, one of the, the various... Sword like, books. Well, no, not that. Like, one of the various goddamn, like, uh, Mr. and Mrs. X, Rogue and Gambit. Yes, that's what I meant. Because they, they seem to have, like, a book every week now. <laughs> Yeah, Excalibur. That was the one I was thinking of. Not Sword yeah. Excalibur. Again, I, I didn't read much of that, but I know he was in that. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Archangel is here, which is funny because I think the last time we saw him was like on X Corp. So it's been a while since we've seen Worthington. Yeah, he was running uh, around in X Corp. Yeah. Yeah. We got uh, friggin' Nightcrawler's evil dad, Azazel. We got the robot Wolverine, Al uh, Albert. Which, mm -hmm. man, Albert's been getting a shit ton of play recently. He has, yes. What's up with that? Who's who's the big Albert fan <laughs> over in the X-Men office that he keeps coming back? <laughs> and, uh, oh, who's the other guy here? He's a fairly new character. Uh, he's the bald guy with the messed up face. <laughs> uh... uh Oh, yeah, I know the one you talk about. Oh, what is his name? Oh, he's fairly new. I think he's in like some of the books you're reading, but not in some. Of the yeah, ones no, I, I, I had, I had this like when I saw the. I'm like, who's that? That guy looks familiar. Who is he? And everyone else was the same as well. You know, the guy, the guy. Yeah, the baldy McMutant face. Gotta love that guy. Actually, I, I think they like mentioned him in the last Sins of Sinister too. Like his body has taken over Earth and everything. No, oh, okay, I'm behind in Sins of Sinister. It's good. I, I didn't read the new Storm one this week, but I flipped through it and it looks great. It's all it's all connecting now. Nice. Yeah, so that's some good shit. Uh, but dum but dum. What else do we got going on? Yeah, that's that's just Dark X Men. There looks like some good shit. Looks cool. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Uh, the other big X Men news this week was the X Men are celebrating sixty years of Days of Future Past. Yeah. And we're getting another book to tie into it because the X-Men fucking love nostalgia and they love cashing in on it. Mm -hmm. I cannot believe it's been 60 years of Days of Future Past and that all these years later, it's still one of the most popular, most invoked X-Men stories, mm -hmm. if not one of the most invoked Marvel stories of all time. Yeah, it's uh, its influence and like uh, what it brought to the X-Men is still felt to this day. You still get fucking Iron Man recently is, is like bringing back the Sentinels and, and trying mm -hmm. to kill mutants and everything. And yeah. You know what the weirdest thing about Days of Future Past too, and it's the thing that is like almost never brought up in conversation when people cover it. Mm -hmm. It's short. It's only two issues. Yeah. It's just two issues in a book. I don't think they ever sold it as like, oh, it's the next big thing. Oh, it's the story people are going to be talking about forever. It was two issues and it ended up becoming this huge thing. Yeah, they only did that after the fact. Yeah, where it's like, oh, it's so big. It's so huge. It's so important. Also, in all the adaptations of it, they always cut Destiny out. Yeah, I don't know why. No Destiny in the cartoon, no Destiny in the movies when they did it. I love that Destiny is kind of getting her flowers now as part of Krakoa and Sins of Sinister. I think it's funny that she's so important to that story and yet is never in any adaptation. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. It's very funny. I just think that's kind of hilarious. That that, that would be a good topic there. You know, what are the most revisited, uh, what is it, comic stories? And, you know, why do you think they revisit it? For Marvel, obviously, Days of Future Past, one of the most revisited. Uh, I would argue for DC, the death of Superman. They mm -hmm. can't help but keep going back to that. Yeah, stuff with, like, uh, like Killing Joke. Uh, Nightfall. Yeah, Nightfall. All stuff like that. All the big stories. All the darkest ones, it seems, mm -hmm. they keep going back to time and time again. Mm -hmm. That uh, that time Iron Man went back in time to medieval times and fought Doctor Doom and everything. Yeah, that time Iron Man got drunk. Oh, yeah, Demon in a Bottle. It's always the dark ones people always come back to. Yeah. I wonder why. Also, I think the whole, you know, Iron Man time travel story, I think the only reason that's <clears throat> even as important as it is is because Bendis wouldn't shut the hell up about it. <laughs> 
every time he wrote a Marvel story, it's like, oh, you know, uh, freaking Iron Man went back in time to King Arthur times once upon a <laughs> time. It really affected him. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is it is a good story. <laughs> it definitely is. Like, even as late as Civil War, Bendis is still bringing it up. And it's like, really? <laughs> it was to the point where I'm like, is this, is this like the only Iron Man story you've read, Bendis? So that's why you keep referencing it. <laughs> it's the thing that happened. Look at it. Check it out. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's better to reference that than always go back to Demon in a Bottle, which feels yeah. like most writers, when they do Iron Man, are like, hey, you know, he used to drink once upon a time. Yeah, yeah, he used to be really reckless. Yeah, he's trying not to. <laughs> his uh, his mustache was even more Tom Selleck-y and porn star-ish back in the day. Yeah, he had a mullet, yeah. <laughs> he really did. Uh, Craven's Last Hunt, there's another one they can't mm -hmm. stop going mm -hmm. back to. Another really dark one. Yes, yes. Civil War, they don't go back to Civil War as much. Maybe because the one time they really did try and go back to Civil War and Civil War 2, it sucked. Yeah, yeah, they don't, they don't really, they mention it every now and then, but they never fully go back to it. They're like, hey, remember the horrors of the Res Registration Act? That could happen again. Yep. That's really all they do. I, I feel that's like more of a classic Marvel thing where it's like, we did go back to it once and it was the worst, so we never did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like a uh, friggin' battle world and everything, all the times they went back there to diminishing returns, so they just stopped. Mm -hmm. Except for the one time they did Secret Wars again and just called it Secret Wars and it fucking slapped and it was yeah. John Hickman. Yeah, it, it was, was completely unrelated to the yellow one, yeah. Yep, and it was like one of the, it, arguably the best modern Marvel yes. story of all time. Yes, yes, hands I, down. I know, uh, I know our friend Sal had a whole podcast this week where he talked about that exactly, where it's like, you know, is Secret Wars 2016, is this the best modern Marvel story? And I'm like, yeah, I think it is, actually. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, I, I can't think of anything better. I also can't think of an event that was so satisfying wherein they changed every book for, like, two months, and every new book was great. Yes. And every new book gave us really important information. Mm-hmm. Spider-Verse, yeah, I guess they do keep revisiting Spider-Verse, but I don't think that's so much on the strength of Spider-Verse as a story, no. but on the strength of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, movie's popular. Bring it back in the comics. Which, that being said, Dan Slott has gotten to return to it like three separate times. Yep, yep. So it's doing fucking great for him. He's having a goddamn festival. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, uh, hey, that's actually a really good segue because we also got the first real big trailer for Across the Spider-Verse a couple weeks ago. We did, and it looks pretty fucking awesome. Looks sick awesome. It's literally everything I want from a sequel. Yep. It's everything I want from a sequel. And also, I think this trailer promises to do what the first movie did where it's like, hey, we're going to actually be reimagining and, you know, remixing stuff from the comics that you wouldn't expect where it's like, hey, in the first movie, we made Miles an artist. Isn't that really interesting? Because it shows that he's mm -hmm. smart and creative, but in a different way than Peter. Yep. Hey, wasn't it cool how we showed Miles's friends from his old school and hit home this idea that he's suffering from like imposter syndrome before he even joins the greater Spider-Man legacy? Yes. This trailer does something pretty interesting too by reminding us, hey, Miles isn't just the black Spider-Man. He's also biracial. He also has a Hispanic mother and can speak Spanish and everything else. And hey, why, why is that important? Oh, because Miguel O'Hara is also mm -hmm. biracial and is mm -hmm. also half Hispanic too. And he thinks that Miles, you know, isn't doing enough for the Spider-Man cause. He's not good enough and everything. And that's going to be their big clash. So much to the point, 
Spider-Man 2099 looks like the antagonist of Across the Spider-Verse, not the Spot. The Spot looks more like a comedy villain. The Spot looks like he's a villain who's just going to, like, stumble into this. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I, I think that that's really quite cool. Very much so. Also, there's, like, a couple lines that, like, really stuck out to me where he's, you know, or I think it was Gwen who says, you know, Sp being Spider-Man is about suffering, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not lost on me that like uh, being that uh, twenty ninety nine Spider Man is like the villain. Uh, there's obviously the theme of like Spider Man being his own worst enemy. Yes. Yeah, that's it's not lost on so. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spider Man his own worst enemy. You know, being Spider Man is about suffering, and Miles being like, that's a really fucked up, self defeating way to live. And I'm like, yeah, yeah look at the comics now. <laughs> And Miles being like, we don't have to be that way. We can save the day uh -huh. and be happy and be well adjusted. And to have people like Miguel being like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it gets even better, too, because it's like, oh, you're both Spider-Men, but you're not Peters. Yes. Yeah. Which is really fascinating and something that I'm sure the movie will tackle, too, where it's like, yeah, you can all be Spider-Man, but you also don't have to make the same mistakes that Peter makes. Yeah, well, I, I think they even say in the trailer, like, anyone can be Spider-Man. And then, then then that's, like, the whole thing of the character. Anyone mm. can be behind the mask. Yeah. Yeah, and I There's think that's, like that's going to be, like, the, the through line through the movie where Miles is like, we don't have to be Peter Parker. We can be yeah. Miles Morales. We can be Miguel O'Hara. We can make Spider-Man our own. And yeah, yeah, I think it's a great message. Also, trailer filled with amazing Easter eggs. Did you see the Seabiscuit Spider-Man? I did. I did. I did a universe where Spider-Man is a horse. They they do the classic meme thing where they're all pointing at each other. I I'm never going to get sick of that meme. Some memes I get sick of. Some memes totally <clears> date <throat> something. I'm not getting sick of that one. <laughs> yeah, they also refer directly reference No Way Home. They do, with Miguel being like in that friggin' Spider-Man of Earth 1999. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking it up with, for everyone with Doctor <laughs> Strange, and I'm like, oh, that's really good. Maybe that means we will get more crossover. Maybe that means for the third one we will see Tom Holland Spider-Man show up. I mean, he could be in this one. He could be in this one. Anyone could be in this one. Scarlet Spider is in this one. Yeah, yeah. How cool is that? And he looks like Scarlet Spider with the hoodie and everything. Yeah, Spider-Punk is in it. And he's voiced by oh. Daniel Kaluuya. Man, that's so fucking cool. Can we get a Spider-Punk spinoff, please? That Cody Ziggler Spider-Punk mini they did was really awesome. If you if you can clear the music rights for all those punk songs and make it like a friggin' jukebox musical, I think you got a fucking winner is all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Of course, I would be remiss if uh, I didn't mention this for the chat. Mayday Parker, Spider Baby, very cute. I'm sure will be a lot of people's favorite. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What's not to love about that? Also, some other Easter eggs, too, that made all the right people pissed off. Uh, Miles has a Black Lives Matter pin on one of his books, and if you stop the frame in Gwen's room, you can see she has a Trans Lives Matter flag. Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah these heroes would not be allies. Oh, yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Two of the greatest, most loving, most empathetic heroes yeah. would also be super down with social justice yeah. and would also be total allies and everything. Man, the fact that people unironically mention that, I'm like, are you fucking stupid? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that, that that pushes people off. It was fucking amazing. But yeah, it, it looks great. I'm super excited for the movie. Mm -hmm. Can't wait. Can't come soon enough. That's also in June, yeah? uh yes i think so 
Or, or is Guardians in June? Or are they both in June? <laughs> no, Guardians is next month. Guardians, like, for me, is, like, a couple of weeks away. Right. See, th- th- this is why having this conversation is always tough with you, because you always get it early. <laughs> Uh, no, that's not the original. I want into or across the spider verse, not into. I'm putting the wrong fucking word in there. Again, I, I still can't say across the spider verse without thinking across the universe yeah. from the Beatles. Yeah. It is June, June 2nd. Yeah. God, this summer's going to be so busy. We got that. We got the next season of Sweet Tooth. Yep. Yep. Oh, that reminds me. Barry starts tonight, today, tomorrow. Oh, sh- <laughs> oh, shit. Is that actually tonight? I'm like, I'm behind on all my shows i haven't watched a single new episode of succession and i hear the last episode was amazing oh my god i hope you haven't got spoilers for that episode i I have not oh my god watch it like tonight holy shit (laughs) i gotta catch up on that i'm behind on ted lasso i'm multiple episodes behind on superman and lois oh Uh, i i just watched the one uh last night where lois and beppo get like locked in the freezer Oh, this newest episode is good. Half the episode is just Clark sitting down and talking with can- cancer patients. Oh, holy shit. And, and then he goes and fights uh, fucking dead Deadline. Oh, yeah, Deadline's in the show. I saw that yeah. from your tweet. I'm like, oh, that's pretty sick. Yeah. I, uh, I love this whole thing for Superman. It's like, I can stop landslides in Peru. I can stop bank robberies and save people. I can't get my stubborn wife to sit down for her chemo. Mm, mm. Which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, there's a great bit in this episode where she's literally getting, she's hooked up to the chemo and she's like wheeling around Bruno Mannheim's hospital trying to find out what the fuck he's up to. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's it's great. <laughs> Man, they're really giving that actress like the tour de force of like roles they give women on television. Like, ooh, last season you got to have a miscarriage storyline. This year you get a breast cancer storyline. <laughs> All the juiciest roles for women on television. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Kem Dog bringing up Yellow Jackets. Uh, so I'm like halfway through Yellow Jackets season one. I just started watching it again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I definitely want to step into the new stuff too. There's just so much fucking good TV out right now. <laughs> it's insane all the good TV there is. is. Am I right? It is. It's just so, like I've been watching Star Trek Picard and the last episode, which is the penultimate episode, was just, oh, Oh. Yeah, you were telling me it was good shit, that it finally became the show everyone wanted after three seasons. Yeah, this episode, they got the Enterprise back, and it's exactly mm. as it was back in 1989. Nice. Do did they, did they film it with the soft lighting like they did on the show? They didn't, they, just because like, it, it happened at the end of the episode, and they were like booting it up and everything. But yeah, apparently it's going to be like very soft lighting. It's got the carpet and everything, and like that weird... like where the chairs are like behind like that piece of wood and everything. Oh, it just looks so good. That's always what got me about like next generation. Cause like, I'm not the biggest star Trek fan. Like I'm aware of it, but I would always be clicking around there. I'm like, man, that's really soft lighting on the bridge of the enterprise. Mm-hmm. That's really mm-hmm. soft lighting. What's up with the soft lighting? Yeah. It was, it was like soap opera lighting. Very much so. Which, which obviously I know why <clears throat> that is. Cause that's how fucking TV was made in that era. Mm-hmm. If they mm-hmm. made it today, they probably wouldn't have done that. They probably have other lighting choices, mm-hmm. but yeah. So yeah, there's across the spider verse, everyone, which is how we started with this. Uh, it's great, <laughs> but that wasn't the only trailer we had. We had, Oh, so many more. We had blue beetle as well. A movie that I think we were all a little frightened of with all the cancellations and all the shakeups at DC and Warner brothers. We're like, is this going to fucking see the light of day? Yeah. And, and it did. And it looks awesome. It looks exactly like the comic where they're like, look, you know, <clears throat> this is all the things that work. A young Hispanic hero 
whose family is always with him even when he doesn't want them to be yes because there are no secrets in an ethnic household so <laughs> obviously they are deeply deeply involved in his superheroing uh they changed up a little bit he's taken a job at cord because we see the bug and everything else we see old uh blue beetle costumes like ted's original costume the charlton blue beetle costume mm -hmm. oh, we, yeah, yeah we see bug <laughs> So they're clearly tying it together. They're clearly trying to do a lot of heavy lifting here in one movie mm -hmm. to establish uh, Blue Beetle as a legacy. Yes. Also, it's funny, too, as I sat there and watched the trailer, and I totally mean this as a compliment, I got a lot of Miss Marvel vibes on it, like when they're mm -hmm. sitting yes. there and the city is all neon lit and he's talking to his sister and everything. I'm like, this is totally a scene in Miss Marvel. And then I'm like, well, yeah, duh, because the Blue Beetle comic literally did all of this stuff before the new crop of Marvel heroes. Blue Beetle literally walked so they could run, and it's so sad that he never got the flowers that all those that came after did. Mm -hmm. So this is a weird kind of, like, history writing itself and being like, oh, you know, this one came out after, and isn't it a shame that this one had to come out after when it was actually the innovator? <laughs> also, gets a big fucking buster sword. Yeah, which I saw a lot... This trailer, because I'm familiar with Blue Beetle, but more so the mm. Ted Cord one than the Jaime Reyes one. Yeah. Uh, but this this one really made me realize, oh, like online fans of Blue Beetle are like just as insufferable as Spider-Man fans because they complain about fucking everything. Yeah, you know what? And it's like there was a moment there. Such as when, the sword. <laughs> such as – and there's like a moment there too when like Blue Beetle was at his most popular. Like, oh, DC could finally have their own answer to Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of fans internalized that at yeah. the time and never let that go. Never let it go, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the sword's fucking awesome. If I was a teen boy with a magic scarab, yeah. I would totally make a goddamn buster sword. Yeah, and I like I like when it, it, with that reveal, it's like, oh, yeah, it, it's a Sentai now. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, as it should be. Also, hey, big ups for George Lopez, too, getting the elder statesman, you know, actor paycheck to come on in here and lend credence mm. to all of this. I like that. Yeah, I, I, I was surprised it was actually him because I like looking at him, you're like, ah, that, you couldn't tell that that's George Lopez. It's the beer. He's going yeah. full beardo. Yep. Love it. Love that. Love the whole family. Because that's really all they had to get. Because that's the heart and soul of the book. Are the family characters too? Are they involved in everything Jaime does? Okay, cool. You got it. Yep. You got what you needed to get. And I think it'll be good. And I hope it's a success because, you know, it's one of these movies that's coming out in kind of the fire sale stage of the last era of mm -hmm. DC film. But it's clearly unconnected enough where it's like, no, 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 if this is good, they could save it. Well, it's funny. People pointed out, and again, like, I don't really believe in it, but but people, like, pointed out that, like, uh, they compared James Gunn tweeting about this film to how he tweeted about Shazam. Yeah. And, like, his tweets about this film were a bit more engaging. Like, yes. like, like the Shazam one was like, hey, new trailer for Shazam. But in this one, he's like, oh, come and check out this really awesome family orientated you know action-packed thing that these guys made and i'm like oh okay yeah so it's just tweets but like yeah whatever well, yeah because no one involved in the making of blue beetle <laughs> fucked up publicly and gave him sleepless nights and a headache yeah, yeah a now that you, like come release. to think of it like blue beetle and and batgirl were like the two movies where like they didn't have anyone on the like the productions mm -hmm. that were like 
I'm yep. going to go like kidnap a child and take them over state lines <laughs> state and lines. you know yeah. <laughs> I'm going to I'm yeah. going to hold up in a barn with a gun and yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one involved in this production went on Instagram and was like um no actually it was the biggest most successful movie ever and you're all lying mm-hmm. to hurt me yeah here are, so here are fake box office numbers yeah yeah now watch me eat all this cod <laughs> Yeah, buy my energy drink. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you know Dwayne the Rock Johnson eats so much cod to maintain his mass that he has to actually like donate money to cod conservatories to keep them Jesus going? He's, Christ. he's he's basically an apex predator for cod. He's the number one <laughs> cod predator in the United States. And also, like I love cod. You know, I love a good cod fish and chips. I could not imagine eating cod three times a day the way he has to to maintain his mass. Isn't that the thing they say? Like the people who like do bodybuilding or like like into fitness, they're like the most boring people ever because they can't like do anything fun. No, yeah, like food is fuel. Food yeah. is not fun for you. No. Again, again, to put it in perspective, I had a what is that? A goddamn ribeye steak tonight that I grilled up with some nice peas and uh, what is it? A, a, a mashed potato brand that I quite enjoy, uh, Main Street, and nice. I actually heated up a little leftover turkey gravy with Ooh, it, and it nice. was great. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, exactly. I have different sorts of gravies that don't match the meat <laughs> that I'm eating. That's how interesting I am. <laughs> But yeah, Blue Beetle looks dope. I hope it's successful. I also never watched that Cobra Kai show, but everyone was very quick to tell me, oh, hey, it's the kid from the Cobra Kai show. Yeah, apparently he's pretty good on that. I watched the first couple of episodes. And I'm like, hey, this is like vaguely racist. <laughs> I don't know whether I want to watch this. I know like that's the point because the main character is meant to be a real asshole because he's asshole the bad it. guy in the first one. He's you know? the bad guy. But still. <laughs> The thing that sticks to me about Cobra Kai was like, <laughs> they thought this was going to be the thing that made YouTube a Netflix competitor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, oh, yeah, I forgot that it started on YouTube, didn't it? It did. And now and it's then, on Netflix. <laughs> it only got popular when it got to Netflix where people could actually watch it. And I'm yeah. like, that's fucking amazing irony. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking good shit. But uh, yeah, Blue Beetle was pretty dope. That's the superhero stuff all done and dusted, everyone. From there, we're going to turn on over to the Star Wars stuff. It was Star Wars Celebration. And this is one of my favorite things to talk about because uh, I get to shut the fuck up and let that be <laughs> part of the show. Uh, where do you want to start, Matt? Because there was so much stuff at Star Wars Celebration. Uh, well, yeah, there fucking was. Uh, dude, we'll, we'll, we'll just start with game stuff. We got a new trailer for sure. uh, Jedi Survivor. Like, it looks great. really fucking awesome. You can do all the customization, which was all I really wanted yes. to do in the first one, and now there's a shit ton of it. Fuck yeah! Yeah, you can give him a mullet and like a a, a beard and and make him look like Theo Vaughn, and yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> all I wanted more lightsaber forms than ever before. You can have a cross guarded one. Mm-hmm. That's your big heavy one. You can only pick two though, so you gotta be really careful which ones you bring into the fights with you. Yeah, and you get a blaster this time as well. Nice. Yeah, that was my thing too when everyone was shooting at me. I'm like, why well, can't Cal shoot back? Now he can. Now he can. Now he has a gun. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, fucking Ezra was ahead of the curb on so many things where it's like, it's a lightsaber, but it's also a gun. Also a gun, yeah. <laughs> fucking genius, man. They yeah. had to send him to the far reaches of space because he was just bringing too, powerful. too much tech. Yeah. <laughs> bringing too much tech. That gun was just going to get bigger and more elaborate. <laughs> I built a gun that shoots lightsabers now. <laughs> That's just the Death Star. <laughs> yeah, I guess it kind of is, isn't it? Shit, I didn't think about that. 
You can fight droids this time. Uh, there's more bounty hunters. They got a dude in there who is clearly like the Dirge XP. Oh, yeah, no, he is the same species as Jendai. Yes, who we haven't yeah. seen in this continuity. This is the first time they're in canon again. Uh, well, Dirge is actually in canon now. He's a main character in the Bounty Hunters book. Oh, that's right. Holy shit. So they did actually bring him back in continuity. But but yes. his race, this is the first time we've seen someone else from his race. Uh, yes. Okay, that's good. Yeah, the, the main villain looks to be uh, someone from the High Republic. Yes, the High Republic getting a fuck ton of love, it seems. Yes, yeah, and it, just from like this trailer and the other trailers I pieced together, he... He, he like comes out of stasis or something and like i guess he figures out like what what's happened to the galaxy and is like not very happy that the republic yeah. has been usurped by an empire and is angry with cal or the jedi for allowing that to happen not realizing like everything that happened you know so yeah that that's actually quite interesting as well because Fair. like it, it it'll it looks like it's going to dive into the whole idea that like the jedi of the the uh the, the republic were very uh they're like arrogant they didn't like yes. their whole arrogance allowed the sith to take over and everything the, and the pride i before their fall yeah and i don't think and obviously cal doesn't believe that neither does Sarah or anything like doesn't believe in the arrogance or anything and like they knew that that's what what happened which is why they were the ones who survived yeah yeah. Real, uh, real culture clash on display for this yeah. one. It makes for interesting Star Wars stories, and there's a lot of that recently going on. Even in episodes of The Mandalorian I didn't like, where they seek to pause it there, where it's like, look, we're just saying the only system of government that can work in the galaxy is when there's monks with laser swords running everything. Every other style of government falls apart in a couple of years. What do you want? <laughs> Like, like I get it. You want to show that the New Republic was fucked up and this is why the First Order and everything rose up again. But Jesus Christ, they're made to look so goddamn incompetent. <laughs> to be fair as well, like, the New Republic, like, it's not just... It's not like like how we think of governments, where it's like, ah, it's the government of a country. It's this government of, like, multiple Everyone. planets. <laughs> and, like, friggin' Tim Meadows there being like, I don't know what you want dad from kim's convenience i don't know what i can do for <laughs> yeah, you yeah you don't want no part of this shit <laughs> yeah exactly you don't want no part of this shit republic ranger <laughs> the last episode of mando was really good like so good i'm willing to forgive that mandalorian had like one actually bad episode this season <laughs> how fucking weird is it that goddamn Doc Brown is like, and I'm the last true died in the wall separate as Count Dooku for life. <laughs> I, I love that. I thought that was great. I, I like that too, but then I'm like, did, did no one ever think to sit this man down and be like, look, Dooku might have started with some, you know, ideals about freedom, but he ended up as a goddamn Sith pawn. Did you not see who was running the Separatists? It was a bunch of goddamn multi-millionaires from, like, the Technoarchy and uh, the fucking Trade Federation. It was well, just a bunch of rich assholes. Well, they I think that, that's freedom. the point. It's, it's, it's kind oh, it of like, like an allusion to, like, like the people who, like, um, support, like, the, Trump. Who's yeah, like, oh, he's it, against the banks. He's against, like, you, you know, the, the rich elite. And I'm like, yeah, yeah he, he is the rich elite, motherfucker. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess that's the point. I'm just surprised, like, we see so much about the clones. We see so much about the rebels and everything. I, Andor actually, like, kind of pointed in this direction where it's like, oh, yeah, there's actually a guy in the rebel now who is rebels who is actually, like, a pretty high-ranking separatist. And I really want a story from their point of view where it's like, well, when did you figure out it was bullshit, though? When did you figure mm. out it didn't matter what side of the war you were on because Palpatine uh, was puppeteering both sides? Well, that that is what Andor does great. It shows you that there isn't 
just one type of rebel there's rebel. multiple shades of rebel you get like like your, your very hard-lined ones like saw guerrero who will just kill anyone and everything for for the yep. dream uh or you got like you know mon mothma who who just wants what's good for her people and everything and if that means rebelling against the empire then so be it exactly yeah god andor is great it's so good and Mando's good too. I, I love that once again, Moff Gideon is the main villain of the show. And it's like, what's his plan this time? I'm going to friggin' steal your culture, Mandalorians. <laughs> I'm going to appropriate the shit out of you. <laughs> Which I must admit, like, for an evil plan that only came into focus in the second to last episode, it's a pretty good evil plan. <laughs> I'm going to steal your culture <laughs> and claim it as my own. Which is also, like, very Empire shit. That's very, like, yeah. ancient Rome. We're gonna kill you, and we're gonna keep the part of your culture that we like, and, you know, cover your nakedness, worship our god. Yep, yep. <laughs> Which fits. <laughs> you think, uh, you think Mando's making it out of the last episode? I've actually seen some people theorize that Pedro Pascal is too rich and too famous now, and he might no, not come back and do another he's season. He's not dying, No. He, no, I, I think like being because this season will be because we're getting another Mando season and something else we're going to be talking about I, it's like kind of like the middle child so I have to imagine yeah. it's going to be very much like Empire and end on like him still captured and like Bo becoming a bit of m bit more of the focus as she like yeah. rallies the Mandalorians to go and like rescue him and stop Gideon and everything that, that also pissed off a lot of people who I yeah. think like are so afraid of thinking bigger where it's like, yeah, yeah, the Mandalorian isn't just about Din anymore. It's about all these other people who are Mandalorians. Yes, even Grogu is a Mandalorian. He chose to become one. And oh, what's that? He can also talk to animals with his amazing force powers. Oh, the Mythosaur and everything. Oh, geez, wouldn't it be nice to have a Mandalorian who could talk to the Mythosaur, especially when you might need it to kick Moth uh, Gideon's ass? Yeah, the show is called The Mandalorian for a reason because the mandalorian refers to several different characters yeah bo katan is the mandalorian mm -hmm. din Djarin is the mandalorian you know yep grogu even even vizsla r.i.p yeah i uh, i saw a tiktok there that i liked way more than i should it was vizsla versus the praktorian guard but they put the uh sam elliott cover of i won't back down <laughs> over it and it worked really well actually <laughs> Also, big ups for the Praktorian Guard, where it's like, oh yeah, you guys don't actually get to do much in, like, the original trilogy of movies, but, like, oh yeah, you guarded the Emperor for a reason, because you guys are actually pretty badass. Mm, yeah. You guys actually totally <clears throat> can kick ass when it's called for. Yeah, I, I also love that we got, like, uh, like Ad, uh, Captain uh, Pelion uh mm. from from uh, the uh, Legends is back. He's, like, a huge character in Legends. How, uh, how cool is it to see Huck's dad and it's the dude's brother playing yeah, him? Yeah, that, that's really cool. That's really cool. I, I love the Shadow Council of Imperials where it's like, look, we got to keep it very secret that we're all working with each other, but we're very much working with each other. But we also kind of hate each other and all have our own separate plans because we all want to mm -hmm. be the heir to the Empire. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Again, also uh, very, very Knight of the Generals, very the Nazis at the end of the war, mm -hmm. when they're like, well, Hitler's losing his mind in a bunker somewhere. Who really runs things now? Yeah, who's going to be the next one? 
Yeah, which I guess also makes a lot of sense, too, why there were so many episodes this season where it's like, ooh, this was probably a Republic Rangers script that they had to repurpose because, mm -hmm. oh, we got to explain the current state of the Empire and the return of Thrawn because of another show we're doing. Yes, yeah, yeah, we're building up to something. Yes, we got the Ahsoka trailer. Can we talk about the Ahsoka trailer? Because I've yeah. been waiting on this for so long. Yes, yes, we can. Ah, Ahsoka trailer. Shoot it in my veins, Ahsoka trailer. Rebels season, what, four? <laughs> yeah, ah, oh, goddammit, it's so good. They're in <laughs> fucking live action now. Ah. <laughs> gonna find out what happened to Ezra and the goddamn space whales and Thrawn. We saw the back of his head. Yeah, I actually, and I also saw, like, a front photo. Someone, like, snapped at Celebration and... Uh, I, I I want I, I want them to release a high, high definition pictures because like the picture that they snapped it just looked like blue Elon Musk. <laughs> oh no! Not yeah. Musk. Yeah. <laughs> I will buy the rebels and I will run them very poorly, <laughs> and then I will get sued for thirty million dollars by Coruscant, which is more than my fleet is worth. Yeah, and I won't pay Jeez. rent for the hangars I have to store my ships. <laughs> Genius. I am so smart. <laughs> oh, man, what was he doing in the uncharted parts of space, Matt? What did he bring back with him, you think? Oh, I don't know. Also, don't know. a show that's probably, as I say before, probably going to deal with the fact that it's like, oh, yeah, he's one of the only high-ranking aliens in the Empire. Ain't that interesting? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all the other Imperial guys clearly fear him and respect him yes. and we're just waiting for him to come back. yes. Because they really knew that he was the real deal. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. Also, hey, Thrawn's not the only villain we got. Are, are those Dark Jedi? Who's the Dark Jedi? That's Balin and Shin. They're not, they're like new characters. Okay, because I was going to say, a lot of people said that. It's like, is that supposed to be like a new version of Balin, who was the guy in the books, if I'm correct, uh, seduced Jason Solo to the dark side? I, I don't think it's going to be him. I think it's... I, c considering what they're building up towards, I wouldn't be surprised if Balin uh, is meant to be sort of like a version of uh, Jorus Kabath, the, mm. uh, the the clone guy uh, who's like the main bad guy in those books. Interesting. Because, yeah, they got lightsabers that aren't red. They're a reddish shade of orange. And that made people angry. I'm like motherfucking orange lightsabers it's have cool. existed since like the 90s they've been yeah. they're in dark forces for god's sake i love orange orange is great <laughs> as you can see i'm talking shit about orange it's the superior flavor if i was a jedi i'd totally have an orange saber yeah yeah no they they look really cool they look really great, too, and they talked to Filoni, too, and he had, like, a whole color theory thing he was going on to, where it's like, yeah, you know, in the older movies, you know, when Vader would turn on his lightsaber, you would actually see it turn a couple shades. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I like that. There's also two of them, too, so we got, like, a total Master and Apprentice thing going on. I think that's the point, yeah. Yeah. Uh. This is also kind of like an in-between, too, of the destruction of the Jedi, the rise of the new Sith, so there probably would be some Force users out there. It's like, well, I don't totally gel with the Jedi or Sith ideology. I'm just kind of in it for myself. It uh, mirrors Ahsoka, where she's Ooh. not a Jedi, but she's not a Sith, or she's just yes. like a Force user, hence why she's got like like white blades and everything. Which are cool as fuck. Yeah. Oh, God, this show can't come soon enough. I am so fucking ready for this. I can't wait to have my beloved Rebel story continued. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, On top of that, we get, like, uh, obviously Sabine is back. Yeah. 
uh, look, looks great. Yeah, they all look great in live action. Yeah. There's not one where it's Hera like, oh, looks great. Team. Yeah. Uh, Chop looks exactly like Chop. Yeah, yeah, looks exactly like he did in Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah, they they got the original Chop actor back and everything, which you know is really good <laughs> because you know he had a long stint in rehab, and we're really happy for him. We found Jesus. <laughs> that now, they got him back to the show now. Yeah, the, the, we saw we briefly saw Ezra as well. Yeah. Uh, which is really cool seeing him live action. I imagine like Zeb's going to appear as well. Oh yeah, yeah. That yeah. they had that recording. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, Zeb's in Mandalorian, so... Yeah, exactly, surprising the shit out of everyone. Yeah. And voiced uh, by the original Steve guy, Steve Blum, too. yeah. That's Steve Blum back again as Zeb, which, ugh, love it, love yeah. everything about I, it. I wonder if they'll bring Callus back. Oh, yeah, Callus was such a huge part of that show and had a great yeah. story and about Yeah, and he was, like, like a full partner with, like, Zeb by the end. Zeb, like, took him to meet his people and everything. That's and... right. Yeah. Yeah, shit, I hope we get Callus back. That'll that'll be interesting too because Callus in the show was a white guy, but he was voiced by a black guy. So yeah. that'll be an interesting. Thing I keep saying they should just bring David uh, Olelio back and just put put him in like a blonde wig with like the the weird sideburns and just That's, never mention it. I'm actually a okay with that because yeah, that actor is pretty fucking awesome, and I'm actually super down for that. Yeah. Especially because like it sounds like they got a, as many actors as they could to reprise their old roles as possible. Yeah. Yeah. To where it made sense, everything. But yeah, Ahsoka's fucking great. I, I can't wait for it. Yeah, I, I'm very, very excited for that. And that comes out in August. Oh, holy shit. It's right around the corner. Yeah. Summer just got a lot hotter with it, more it's like the, action. It's like the, the quickest turn turnaround in terms of like, okay, this is the first trailer we got and it's coming out in a couple of months. Because yeah, I like think real. back to like the, the first like couple of Mando trailers and we got them like a year before the show even like was mm -hmm. around the corner. Yeah, they uh, they definitely want you to get hyped for this, and it worked. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, what else did we have, Matt? Because we had so many new things. Um, well, just 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 straying slightly off the side of Star Wars, we had the new Indiana Jones trailer. Oh yeah, that's right, we did too. Yeah, it looks good. Look, looks looks fucking awesome. Fucking maybe time travel. Yeah, I I didn't think I would be excited for an Indiana Jones movie again after the last one, but somehow they managed to make it work. It's that James Mangold man. Mangold, who we're going to be seeing a lot of apparently all over the place. It's the year of Mangold. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it looks great. It, it looks really cool. Uh, I like the de-aged uh, Indiana Jones. I think it looks great. It's that Disney Fountain of Youth tech, man. Yeah, yeah. They got it. They got the real Fountain of it's Youth. That's where, they, they where, where they put Harrison Ford's soul, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Harrison Ford, who looks like he's not asleep at the wheel. Harrison no. Ford, who actually well, looks like he, he actually, either. like, loves Indiana Jones. He loves that character, and he loves, like, working with, like, Steven Spielberg and those type of people. And, yeah, that that's more his wheelhouse. He, he just really hates Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I think that's more he just hates Star Wars fans. <laughs> and, I mean, I can't blame him. I am a Star Wars fan, and I hate myself sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, friggin' yeah, I, I can't believe that I'm gonna actually go see a new Indiana Jones movie sooner rather than later. Yeah, that comes out in June as well, I think. Holy shit, goddamn, we're gonna be so fucking busy this summer. <laughs> An air-conditioned building could be worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> could be worse. Uh, now, what else was there? Because there's so much. <laughs> uh, well, we got movie announcements. Like, new we Star did. Wars movies. We got three Which new Star Wars movies. Which is a bigger deal than I thought it was because yes. Star Wars has lived on my TV box for so long and in my cartoons. I forgot where it's like, oh yeah, these are also like big movies too. I figured that we would 
get like announcements that new movies were coming, I didn't think we'd get to know like what they were. Fairly far along, it sounds like. Yeah. So like the first one is obviously James Mangold is doing a Star Wars film. Yes. Um, he's directing one that's set at the, cause they, they released like a timeline uh, of like all the different eras and what they're called and everything. Mm, and he's yeah, doing sure. one set, I think it's 25,000 years in the past. So, and it's like, it's called the dawn of the Jedi and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's mm-hmm. the, the creation of the Jedi. And he described it as like a biblical epic. Yeah, he, he compared it to Ben-Hur yeah. as like a historical biblical epic. And I'm like, all right, I'm fucking down for that. Uh, Are we going to see the Jedi part the water and outrun Pharaoh? Yeah, yeah, I, I am down for it. Yeah, I can't wait for that. I, I also always thought that'd be a good idea. It's like, yeah, let's go all the way back with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I know those other prequels, you know, left bad taste in our mouths, but that doesn't mean there isn't really cool shit in the past. As any Star Wars fan could tell you, because they all fucking love the old Republic. Exactly, yeah. So I'm all about that. Yeah, we, we so we got that. Uh, we've got Dave Filoni's Star Wars film, which will be the culmination of uh, Mandalorian, Ahsoka, the Book of Boba Fett, probably Skeleton Crew, and like yeah. a bunch of the other stuff as well. Uh, is he's going to be essentially making heir to the Empire? Yeah. How how nice is it that after all the hard work and you know all the leg work and everything else he's done, that Dave Filoni finally gets a movie. He's earned it. Yeah. And it he really it, it looks like it was headed that way for a long time because he did like episodes of like The Mandalorian and he was like That's dipping right. his toes into it. He was on the set of like Last Jedi, learning like how to like use mm. cameras and all that sort of stuff. So like it, you could tell he was building up towards that. I think it would be hard-pressed in our modern entertainment age to find a better version of the story of Fan Makes Good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a fan who made very, very good, and he was there during the good times and the bad times, mm-hmm. and now he finally gets to basically put a ribbon on it. Yeah. Now, we don't have a title for this or who we're going to be following. No. It's just going to be a thing but it's a Dave Filoni thing, and Dave Filoni has made very good things, so he is a name to trust. Yes, and if if, if one thing is for certain, uh, there's going to be wolves in it, and yeah, that's that's like in Ahsoka, the two villains, Shin and Balin, they're named after the wolves of Norse mythology. Oh shit! Is it North Moon? Cool. The ones that chase the moon and sun. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Are, are we going to see the owl? Are we going to see the Mortis owl? Oh, I like absolutely, that owl. absolutely. I love that. <laughs> when they had that last season of Clone Wars and the final shot with the fucking owls and the balls, oh my God, God the, he did the bird thing again. I fucking <laughs> love the bird thing. So much to the point that someone in the other room was like, are you okay? I'm like, he did the bird thing. <laughs> and like, they're like, what is, what is the bird thing? I'm like, look, I could explain it to you, but I will sound insane if I try to <laughs> explain it to you. I will sound like a street preacher. I will sound like goddamn Jason Manzoukas and John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> which i watched that just recently i caught up on all the john wick movies finally oh nice they're getting sillier and i think they're better when they're sillier they are yeah yeah the last one uh number four is is quite silly again we got fucking numbers i the the second the sushi chef who is also a modern day ninja showed up i'm like there we go that's what i was looking for yeah yeah the fourth one's great because scott atkins wears a fat suit and basically just plays the penguin <laughs> it's great right. it's great 
there, 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 there's an extended sequence and i mean extended sequence of john wick falling downstairs for about 30 <laughs> seconds uncut like uncut scene it's great it's and then it then uh, transitions into hotline miami nice <laughs> yeah it's great those movies are better when they're silly, which is funny because it started off as like a really downbeat, like, yeah, we're going to make this action indie movie for like $2 million and we got Keanu Reeves attached to it. And, you know, we're we're stuntmen and we don't really know what it's going to be. Oh, it's a massive success. Oh, we're going to keep building on the lore of this, everyone. Oh, we're getting a goddamn Peacock TV show about the hotel in the 70s. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm for it. <laughs> and what was the third movie, Matt? Because we're getting another Star Wars movie. Uh, yeah, this third film uh, is by Shamarine Obedid Chinoy, who did, I believe she did Miss Marvel episodes four Ooh. and five. Those were good ones. I think, yeah. Uh, and she's going to be basically doing a sequel to the sequel trilogy, and, and it's, it's a new film with Ray. Ah, which I'm sure the internet took very yes. well. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were complete. They were happy. They were so happy. They were happy, and, you know, everyone held hands, and, you know, there was kumbayas, we ate cake later, it was great. <laughs> yeah, so it's set 15 years after the rise of Skywalker, and she's, like, set up the New Jedi Order. That's what the, like, er era they're in is called, the New Jedi Order. Right. And, um, yeah, I'm guessing there's there's going to be some sort of threat she has to face. Yeah. Sounds about right. Again, there, yeah. there was still a lot of meat on that bone. I'm sure yes. many people will argue with us about the sequel trilogy and everything. But yeah, there was still a lot of meat on that bone. Stories to tell, things to do, places to take uh, Rey Skywalker or Palpatine, depending on how you think of it as a character. Mm, or yeah, or how they go with it. I imagine it's going to be Rey Skywalker though, but yeah. And also, hey, if this one does really well... Maybe they can finally talk John Boyega back and give him his own <laughs> sequel that he deserved. Because as he has said, and this clip made the rounds again, they ain't putting me on Disney Plus. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? That's fine, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have to imagine that he might come back for this one. Well, I mean, like, the, the main cast of those films would have to come back. Like, you'd he have to have, uh, obviously, Ray. You have to have Finn come back because they again it hinted depends on being a jedi yeah they hinted at him being a jedi i think he was meant to be a jedi and they just chickened out at the last minute right and like not just him but like a bunch of those first order soldiers that he saved mm -hmm. implied that the reason they were able to break the conditioning is because they too were latently force yeah. sensitive yeah yeah uh, i i really want poe to come back as like the the you know general in the new republic you know filling that layer role Hell, I've been pitching forever. Make him, like, president of, like, the new, new Republic. <laughs> See, I don't think... That isn't, I don't think, a role Poe would want. Yeah, because, you know, because he's a decorated military man. Yeah, yeah. But he would he want would to probably... stay as the military man. You want to fly probably... in his black X-Wing with, with, with BB-8. It's a pretty cool X-Wing. You know what? BB-8's the president now of the new Republic he <laughs> ran and won. The first droid president fighting for droid right. We fixed that in the next 15 years, everyone. We finally dealt with that problem. Yeah, but you got to bring back, like, like it, it, the, the, the person you, you make the, the like, the, the, the space president is, is Rose Tycho. Oh, again just to yeah. piss everyone else off yeah you yeah. see that'll be great because if that happens uh, a bunch of the shittiest star wars fans are all gonna have goddamn aneurysms in the theater and then our theater experience will be a lot better i yeah. think yeah yeah i mean they're already having aneurysms because they thought like with the announcement of feloni's film oh he's erasing the sequel trilogy and then like they're like no no ray's coming back do, new films do you guys <laughs> 
again, it's like, do, do you guys not pay attention to anything? <laughs> yeah, it's building up to it. <laughs> yeah, did you not see that we got not one but two shows, Mandalorian and Bad Batch, both play into the idea of explaining how Palpatine suddenly returns? Yeah, exactly. exactly. We got multiple shows building into it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's good. It makes sense. We yeah. brought back fucking Mount Tantus and everything. Yeah, ah, oh, so good. It's good shit. So yeah, we're getting three new Star Wars movies. Three very different sounding Star Wars movies, too. Yeah, I wonder if Grogu's gonna be in the Ray film. Yeah, that'd be interesting. He'd be about a yeah. hundred years old during that will, time. Will he speak with words now? Maybe, maybe. Or will he still have his yes-no robot? Yeah, yeah will he have IG-11? IG-12. He's he's grown up so fast that baby Yoda. Now he's finally talking back to his man Dad. <laughs> uh, he's in the terrible twos now. The terrible hundred. <laughs> he's just gonna be really difficult for the next little bit. <laughs> uh, but that wasn't it, though. We got new movies. We also got new shows too. Yeah, yeah. We got uh, Acolyte, which is set. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a hundred years before the Phantom Menace. So it's just at the tail end of the High Republic right uh sounds awesome i saw a leaked trail for it and Ooh, we good. we have uh carry on carrie ann moss doing her her trinity uh kung fu as like a jedi hey. master who uses like force kung fu uh i like it i like it a lot we have a wookie jedi master fuck yeah uh the guy from squid games is playing a jedi master as well Ooh. Uh, yeah it, it looks really cool it, again yeah. like they've translated the high republic so goddamn well god high republic's getting a lot of love i liked in the interview the director compared it to like a mashup of kill bill meets frozen so yeah. it's a story about horrible betrayal and revenge but also the endearing love between two sisters and i'm like <laughs> all right i did it yeah and i have to imagine the two sisters the whole thing is like one's a jedi and one's a sith absolutely and how, how does that work you know we've seen it with fathers and sons and everything what happens between two sisters you know we used to we used to get along so well before the force got into our lives <laughs> remember when we used to hang out and build well, i guess not snowman but whatever the star wars equivalent of a snowman is yeah yeah a hothman <laughs> is what we call it uh we got another trailer for star wars vision season two some more cool shorts for some really awesome uh friggin animation studios ardman is doing one yeah yeah ardman's doing one uh who else is doing them i know they announced i know lucasfilm has is doing one of their their own oh cool uh they, they've teamed with someone um but yeah no it, they they look amazing Again, I love this idea that friggin' Star Wars is so beloved by so many people all over the world that everyone can put their own unique twist and spin on it through the yeah. magic of animation. Yeah, and it and like it always is just like, yeah, that's a Star Wars. That is a Star Wars. Star yeah. Wars can be so much more than you think. Star Wars is at its worst when you put it in a box. Don't put yes. Star Wars in a box. No, no. Ooh, ooh, Cartoon Brew, the Book of Kells people is doing one this season. Ooh. Oh, that's going to be good. I love those guys. Nice. I, I love those guys because I love twee Irish uh, friggin' Wolf Walkers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. One of them is it, like the the director explained it. it was like an Irish ghost story, but like Star Wars. Love it, love everything about. Yeah, I love those guys. Cartoon for I, I love it because I feel very fancy and cultured when I watch their stuff. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, nobody puts Star Wars in a corner. Exactly, <laughs> Kev Dog. No one puts it in the corner. Star Wars can dance if Star Wars wants to dance. <laughs> and yes, I did love all the dumbest Star Wars Vision ones from the first season. I loved the one with the band. The yeah, band, John yeah. Nephew. Yeah. Fucking Blink-182 in space. I don't care what you say. That one was one of my favorites. Yeah. Star Wars should be allowed to be stupid occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, all these people are just living their lives out there. Yeah. Uh, we also got revealed, I don't know if this got revealed at the show, but it got revealed after, that season three will actually be the final season of Bad Batch. Yeah, this got revealed at uh, at it, at um, Celebration, yes. Yeah, so makes sense. Yeah, it's sad, but then it's also like, okay, but if this one's coming to an end, though, what's coming after it, though? Because I yeah. don't imagine we won't have an animated Star Wars offering. Will they spin it off again? into another thing or will we get a whole new animated thing well i have to imagine with season three obviously we're going to go hard into like the whole mount tantis omega mm. meeting her like clone mother sister thing thing you know uh tech I, dying I'm, I'm still calling her alpha until we yeah. know otherwise <laughs> yeah like, yeah so it's, so it's definitely going to be taking us towards whatever dave filoni is building towards like it's I doing the so. backstory and I have to imagine when it comes out, because it comes out next year, I have to imagine Dave Filoni's film will be 2025. Mm, right. Maybe. I'm not too I'm not too sure if the, they actually gave a timeline for these films. But um I have to imagine, yeah, whatever it's building towards will be getting within the next year. Yeah. yeah. Where where do you think they could go next for animated stuff? Again, maybe maybe they could do an animated High Republic show because it looks like mm -hmm. everything is leading back to the High Republic, so they probably mm -hmm. want to try and tie into it. Maybe, maybe, maybe they could do something set post Return of the Jedi. Right, because it's going to be very hard to do clone shit now because, as we've seen, these are the dying days of the clones. Yes, yes. Unless you want to see what Rex was doing before he eventually got old and Kanan and Ezra found him in the desert. But even then, it's like, well, this is too close to original Clone Wars. Yeah, and it's like, did we really need to know that? What uh, what's Darth Maul been up to after, you know, uh, the end of the Clone Wars series and the beginning of Solo? Yeah, yeah, like a Crimson Dawn series, yeah. I'd watch that because we've never really seen a show from the villainous perspective every so often we'll get like an episode that focuses on them but wouldn't that be an interesting thing to be like all right let's see the underworld from their point of view yeah yeah i could see that i'd like that the the adventures of darth plagueis he doesn't do much <laughs> he just sits there and it's like hey do some evil okay bye darth plagueis he's just the most boring sith lord in the world yeah that's why palpatine killed him yeah, because so you're so fucking sucks. boring. You don't want to do anything. And today we're going to be going through our stamp collection, and we're <laughs> going to be picking out good stamps. <laughs> oh man, I did not expect this when I signed up to be a Sith. I thought it was going to be a lot more sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> this shit's pretty lame. <laughs> Or again, you know, I would actually like to see them go the Rebels route and be like, okay, we're doing a brand new show with brand new characters now that will eventually feed in to the new universe. Yeah, I could, I, I'd like that. I think maybe it's probably time for that again. Yeah, because like Rebels was so important and now we're seeing how important Rebels is because of all the shit it set up in there that fed into other stuff. Yes, yes. Again, the world between worlds, uh, friggin' the space whales. Yep. 
what happened to the dark saber friggin everything with mandalore and everything it's all it's all there man it's all in the show Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I know so many people ignored it when it was new because like oh it's not the clone wars i grew up with it's different and weird now it was super important it was very important yeah very very important hey maybe we can get the cad bane bounty hunter show he's doing stuff i'm sure he did a lot of shit in between uh friggin boba fett killing him yeah yeah i could see i could see him even not have died by boba fett and and like come back again yeah, that's a ooh the Fennec Shan show. She's in animation and people love Ming Ne Yeah, she's gonna be in Bad Batch season three as well. She is. They're bringing her back, which I think is super awesome. Yeah. So lots of places they could go, and yeah, that was that was everything with Star Wars, huh? Uh yeah, we had Skeleton Crew, which uh we 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 got to see the cast of Kids and Jude Law come out and talk about it. I did notice that I, I, it was like a leaked picture, but like. The pirate that escaped in Mandalorian, you know, the one that, uh, the Nikto oh, pirate, yeah, yeah. he's going to be in, in Skeleton Crew. Oh, cool. Bring that together because, hey, yeah. as we know, w- one of the major reasons the First Order was able to rise to power is because they funded and backed all these different pirate gangs to make the universe appear more dangerous than it was. So all these systems would sign up with the First Order for protection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and one of the little kids in that film is going to be an Ortolian, which is like the, the, the Max Rebo blue elephant. Oh, cool. People. Yeah. Yeah. More blue elephants, please. Yeah. More, more of that more blue elephants more wookies the the weirder the star wars creature the better really yeah yeah pretty much yeah those those guys with the big long necks yeah yeah the the kaminoans or the uh or the other guys the the other guys we have yeah. two big yeah. races in this universe yeah. we also have one that's like just like a snake guy snake he's like guy. a jedi master he had like a big white beard and he was like a snake i <laughs> love it yeah love everything about it <laughs> uh also obviously there's a ton of new action figure stuff yeah bad batch season two figures in their new colors and i'm like how did i know they'd make me buy these toys twice <laughs> also like a bunch of 40th anniversary stuff for return of the jedi yeah yeah if it if if it's star wars and it's hasbro making it chances are it's going to just be a variant of like a trooper yeah, I uh, I bought the uh, new Kenner Boba Fett because I saw it at the store and it was like the last one there. And I'm like, oh, well, surely this must be a great find if it's here. I got here. the Boba then Fett I, up there, yeah. Yeah, then I rang it up and they're like, that'd be 56 bucks Canadian. And I'm like, oh, that's why no one bought this. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm buying it. So. <laughs> <clears throat> now I am the proud owner of a very expensive Boba Fett Kenner that looks great. <laughs> Looks uh, looks like the one that made Boba Fett uh, popular in the first place because it was the one that uh, they sold with the defective jetpack. Yeah, that they, they, would like kill kids if they like shot it into their mouths and shit. Yeah, gotta have that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now I do. We got comic news. We got like the next new Star Wars event, which is called Dark Droids. Oh. It's just like droids going rogue and like trying to kill people. It's about damn time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've been building up to this for a little bit now. They 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 they, they uh, brought back brought a character in called Ajax Sigma, who's like uh, like a droid resistance leader, who's like leading droids to rebel against their masters and stuff. Well, yeah, you you told me about this actually. Yeah, and I uh, I googled him because I had never seen him before, and I'm like, oh, that guy's pretty cool. Yeah, he's got like a robe and everything, and yeah, he uh, he looks like a Power Ranger almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks very silly. He looks like he would make for an awesome uh, action figure, actually. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that's coming 
quite soon and i have to imagine after that we'll be uh going into return of the uh, return of the jedi and then post return of the jedi uh era because uh luke's at a point where like he has to make his green lightsaber now and yeah. and he's, he's he's actively talking about trying to find darth vader and fight him and everything yeah, I know that was always the time thing we were talking about, where it's like, okay, eventually they will have to get here, and once yeah. we do, we know that's the changeover. So it's like, how much material can they ring between there and now? Yes, yes. And we're getting there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any more new comic stuff, or was that uh, it for the comics? Uh, I think that was it. Any, uh, any crazy new books? Because sometimes Star Wars does books. Uh, what did they announce? I don't think they announced many two new books. I'm not too sure. I know they they started to announce uh, High Republic Phase 3. Oh, uh, nice. so, so, like, they released, like, a bunch of art of, like, characters who, because it's, like, a couple of years on, they're, like, a little bit older and everything. Oh, that was another thing. In Acolyte, they, they, are, they are putting a character called um, Vanessa Tr- uh, Rowe from the comics into live action and oh, cool. she, she looks amazing she because like in the comics she's like a teenager but by the time the acolyte happens she's like nearing a hundred years old so she's oh, like nice. she looks a little bit different but like oh that's so cool they got these characters from these comics and everything oh so cool are, are, are we still fighting space vikings in phase three or have we moved on to a new threat i'm a bit behind uh i'm a bit behind but i believe the nihil is still around Right, because when I was still checking out, it's like, ah, oh, the Nihilis, they're space Vikings, but they also have, like, a weird artifact that lets them warp around space yes. better than anyone else. Yeah, the Path Engine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which might have been the, if I'm remembering correctly, the uh, the reason the, like, giant cataclysm that happened during the High Republic, which was, like, everything that was in hyperspace just blew up. Oh, they fucked around with it too much. Yeah, they fucked around and found out, yeah. They, they, they abused the power. See, this is this is why we can't have cool force artifacts, everyone, because <laughs> we fuck around with them too much and everything in hyperspace blows up. <laughs> and so, you know, the forces that be have to take that away from you. <laughs> if you can't play with your uh, special <laughs> force toy uh, responsibly, we'll take it away. <laughs> Why do you think they call it the father and the sister and the brother and everything? Because it's literally just a bunch of, like, an exacerbated single parent. <laughs> like, no, no, you can't have that. Now, why did I ever give you the fourth? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good shit. Uh, Want to briefly talk about comics uh, before we call this one? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what, what was the biggest thing you read this week, you would say? Mm, probably Superman Lost Issue 2. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How's that going? Uh, really fucking good. Uh, Christopher Priest is like consulting actual PhD astrophysicists for this book. Holy shit. Yeah, they're like credited in like the writing part as well. Uh, Man, that it. guy really goes deep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, this is kind of explaining like like after Superman got sucked to like the other side of the galaxy into a different galaxy, like what the fuck happened and like he... He ended up like rigging like part of the ship that he was transported with like so he could breathe oxygen in deep space because and they explain that he has to breathe oxygen because he's away from the yellow sun so his powers are starting to kind of fluctuate and everything so he needs it just in case he gets found by like little red aliens and they like try and find out like like how why are you here and we find out that you went through the portal and everything um 
and they they like okay well that he you're not worth anything so they just dump him on the planet that they think he's from and <laughs> and clark finds that he's on this planet that's very much like earth it's like earth in the future and everyone's like like the civilizations are like all ruined climate change has ravaged the earth this this yeah, planet right. um all, all the citizens are like glued to like their phones uh, and he's like what what is this place he's trying to like determine what's happening then he finds like some fields and we find out that like the the people are like warring with each other in schisms there's like the people who are like very industrial and of course like the the decline of the planet then there's like the people who are like kind of like Greenpeace almost mm. they're like they like the planet and everything and he meets Cultural a commentary eh? yeah he meets a guy called Victor but Victor's not his name Victor is what he is he's the victor of the war sort of thing so clark has to just call him victor and clark is of course trying to help these people he wants to help these people and the guy actually brings up a great point where it's like it's like because clark says like you could unite with these people and cooperate and be one and the guy just says well is that what it's like on your world <laughs> gotcha and, and but it's like a great way to broach the subject where it's like yeah superman could help these people but in doing so he'd be imposing his will on them mm, which is something never superman wants never do. wants to do because then he just becomes a dictator he becomes a tyrant he, you have to let the people find their own way and he can just you know maybe guide them a little bit but that's all he can do but he can't really do much for this world which he ends up calling kansas because <laughs> because he because he fell into a field yeah oh, that's um cute but yeah, the, the Victor decides, okay, well, I'll, I'll help you. You know, we, we find out a little bit more about like how Superman survived, um, the going through the singularity, which is his, his, uh, unique powers and, uh, his, his, the Kryptonian physiology allowed him to survive it because his cells obviously retained the solar energy, which basically acted as a shield. Um, so he was allowed to survive that and yeah he just goes off into the galaxy in like a cool like white solar suit with like a backpack oh, nice. and like he's got to try and find his way home oh i like it so it's like quantum leap with superman now. yeah will the, yeah. Will, will the next leap be the leap home the next leap is not it the next leap will definitely be it's teased at the end that he he, he goes to like a water world oh fun yeah kevin costner and everything yeah yeah kevin costner peeing into bottles and shit yeah <laughs> that movie's so fucking weird yeah <laughs> we must find dry land yeah he's got gills and everything yeah oh shit man aquaman would have cleaned up in that world <laughs> aquaman would be running that place in like 20 minutes yeah yeah uh I, I guess the biggest book i read this week was uh captain america cold war alpha this is the big crossover event between the two captain america books and oh man did they seamlessly weave together everything from the sam book and the steve book into this they certainly did i caught up on this i know you did i saw you do like 11 videos in one sitting before i had even read the 11th one yes. i'm like oh shit matt's laughing me <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's really good shit what blew me away about this one is that ian rogers and dimension z actually seem to be really important in yeah. this event which i was not expecting they they come back in a big way mm -hmm. steve is not having a good time Bucky already betrayed him to become the revolution and join the outer circle, claiming that it was the right thing to do, that he could tear the game down from the inside, but mostly he just seems to be hurting everyone else. And friggin' Peggy turns on him too and kidnaps his son. Yeah, and this is all after the fact that Roger Aubrey, the original destroyer, was killed by Mo yeah. Modoc. Yeah, Modoc, a uh, machine designed only for control. Yeah. 
Which, hey, I swear they said there was only three star points, and then this issue they say there's five star points, so there's two we haven't actually met yet. Yeah, they were, yeah they, there's obviously there's Redacted, uh, who isn't yeah. in this issue at all. Surprising. No, because he powered down. He's like, oh, I yeah. got arrested. I, got shot I would have thought he would have come back and been like, hey, my name is whatever now. Um, uh, maybe he'll be the, uh, what is it, the elves have come to help us. Redacted has come to help yeah. us. I, I still, I subscribe to the fact he's going to take the Nomad name. Oh, yeah, because Ian won't need it anymore, so he'll be the new Nomad. Yeah. Well, hey, Sherrod is going to be coming the new Destroyer, so maybe he'll mm. be the new Agent, like, 99. <laughs> hey, if Sharon's not going to use it, can I have it? It's a good name. I can be Agent whatever. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is really solid shit. I, I love how Steve and Sam interact with each other in this story, where it's like, hey, Cap, hey, Cap. Yeah, yeah, you can lead now, Cap. <laughs> yeah, they just have no problem calling each other Captain America, which is super yeah. fun. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, we're both Captain America. We share it. We respect each other. Yeah. The fact that Steve still takes up for Bucky. It's like, no, he doesn't know what he's doing. You know, oh, we can still get him back, guys. <laughs> yeah, he, he he's he's doing good. Okay, okay, we, we'll get him. He's a good man. And Sam is just like, dude, he kidnapped your son and he broke White Wolf out of jail. <laughs> that sounds like some real supervillain shit. I think your little buddy, I think your little sidekick isn't your little sidekick anymore. Yeah, and, and, and that's where it really, like, over the, over the, 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 the 11 issues of Sentinel, you, you do really make, make, it does make it clear that, like, yeah, this is a Captain America story, but it's more so a Bucky story because obviously we learned that, like, he was literally, like, manipulated yeah. pretty much from birth to to like join the military and be partnered with captain america so he he could be used as like the guy the outer circle like watches captain america through and to be a star and, point yeah. yeah and to be a star point so like the series sort of becomes all about bucky in terms of like him like wanting to actively destroy the outer circle for destroying yeah. his entire life and it'll, yeah. it gives him like like agency away from cap you know taps back into his, his his winter soldier roots and everything and yeah yeah, there's definitely an, yeah, there's definitely an air of, like, you're lucky that I became a good guy, because if I was a villain, I'd be a fuck of a good villain. Yeah, yeah, I would fuck your shit right up. <laughs> and Sam even says there was, like, look, should we really go to this battlefield if Bucky really has broken bad? He knows our tactics. He knows our moves. Yeah, he knows everything we're going to do. <laughs> Yeah, before we'll do it, he can set a hell of a trap. And again, to hear Bucky's point of view, where it's like, look, the Sentry game is the only game that mattered. It's mm -hmm. the game that's ruined my life. It's the game that ruled the world. And if I got to sacrifice a few pieces to flip up the board and give people, including myself, real actual freedom, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to dirty my own hands and fuck up my own soul and ruin my own relationship with Cap because setting the world free is bigger and more important and it's mm -hmm. something i feel that both sam and steve are neglecting as heroes yeah yeah he knows they won't do that they he knows they won't stoop to like their level to play the game as it yeah. were yeah and, and it's very good stuff for bucky and winter soldier to be like look i yeah. will do the shit that you are afraid of because i've mm. always done the stuff that you are afraid of yeah yeah it's it's really compelling stuff uh it's great stuff for bucky who as we said before is a character who doesn't really get a lot of play no no this is like the first like big like character push he's had like probably since he he, he became captain america yeah uh in the chat they're saying is that the secret that bucky learned during devil's reign i don't know i never actually read that time he learned it in this book for real yeah because he got like those files and like he uh 
there was like a code word that you could mm. decipher they the because like some of these issues have uh, like ciphers in the back and right. you, and i think that's where he was starting to learn about it and then there was like this did you read did you read the winter soldier special i did it's a very yeah. important special yeah and i think that was like the file he was reading about like how it like just involved like the guy who shot franz ferdinand and started world war one yes and all that stuff yeah. yeah yes because he had a string theory board when steve yeah. came to talk to him so yeah he had already caught on to it at that point so yeah chad i guess it is connected after all i i love the outer circle as villains they're a bunch of wealthy ridiculously wealthy world war one war profiteers mm-hmm. who have been controlling culture and war and society from behind the scenes for hundreds of years and they're so bored the century game is the only thing they do that like makes them feel alive and you know treating yeah. people like pieces on their board yeah yeah playing with the people and uh, and they I, I love that they they think especially the power thinks that like it's beyond like what like uh like like in that special um uh gravillo the guy who shot Franz Ferdinand, he says yeah. to him like you're just becoming like these people that started world war one and it's like yep. how can you not see that and they're like no no we're better than them because we're rich and powerful and you know all that sort of stuff this is being you know altruistic and everything and it's like no it's and, not it's totally not <laughs> and it's cool too with the outer circle because when the power actually fights steve steve kind of kicks his ass and it's like oh these yeah. guys actually aren't shit though they hide behind their yeah. money and their secrets and everything but they need their star points to do their dirty mm-hmm. work for them because if they ever actually took the field they'd get fucking wrecked yeah exactly yeah and Steve is their greatest failure because it's like, oh, we created the shield. It was to be our symbol, our, you know, secret little code word that we run the world. But, ah, Steve, by being so good and pure and altruistic, he fucking took this away from us and became the true champion of the 21st century. Yeah, it's it's really fun how uh, the writers are playing with the whole idea that, like, it's like a chessboard and it's like the, 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 the circle are like your kings and queens, which mm-hmm. can easily be taken down by like pawns and stuff. Yep. And they, they, they can easily be, be captured and, and checkmated and everything. And I like mm-hmm. that they, they've applied that to the characters who are like, yeah, they, they ain't shit. <laughs> Absolutely. Great use of White Wolf too, who has now twice mm. done the whole, we're not so different, you and I. He did it to yeah. Sam, yeah. and it made a lot of sense, and he does it to Bucky here in this issue. Yeah. We're not so different, you and I. We're forgotten parts of bigger legacies, you know, white and winter, cold and dark and everything. I'm like, oh, yeah, shit, I guess you guys are a little bit more alike than I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bucky hates Hunter, but he's working with him anyway because he needs someone to sit on the throne of Dimension Z so he can have an army to fight the Outer Circle. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that they, they gave him uh, Dimension Z and they brought all that back and now he's in command. And I have to wonder, like, uh, whether Zola's going to be coming back because they're like, because they're like, that was the whole thing because, like, that's why they needed Ian so they could, like, synthesize his blood and mm. give White Wolf a cocktail that, I guess, gives him, like, genetic command codes to like all the things in dimension z i guess yeah well they defeated zola in the special debut issue of yeah. this which yeah, is yeah. a crossover because yeah he was trying to do like some space shit and then mm. that red rock stuff came back yeah the 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 neganite yes which ended up being important to the bigger story a lot of a lot of moving pieces in this which are really great and to see it cross over so seamlessly i love mm. it yeah so good yeah, Tochiana Bucci, uh, Lanzig and Kelly doing great. Lanzig and Kelly having a great week this week because they also had their new Guardians book that dropped this week. Yes, which was excellent. 
yeah, fucking Groot is terraforming the entire universe, turning it into Groot space, and the only way to stop it is if the Guardians become cowboys. Yeah, hard-edged cowboys that, like, when when they lose a bunch of people to the Groot and they see them, like, writhing around in pain and everything, mm-hmm. they're like, ah, we got half of them out, that's good enough. That was shockingly, like, dark and disgusting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was amazed that they went that dark at the very end and the voice being like, and this was just the beginning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Also, apparently they fell pretty far from the end of the last series when, like, Star-Lord was, like, a sun god. Yeah, that, that's the the one thing I didn't like, but I like that, like, the writers jumped to the end so we can still have all, all like, because they, they were set up as superhero. They were set up as an actual superhero team. They all had, like, matching costumes and, and they were getting ready to be more of, like, a hero team. And then, like, yeah, we jumped right to the end of that story where they're, like, on the run as cowboys the the universe hates them <laughs> and and clearly something very bad has happened to turn Groot into this they also look older and haggard i'm mm-hmm. sure you caught this too that it's funny with the new movie on the horizon this is probably the least they've actually looked like their movie counterpart yes. like star lord doesn't look like chris pratt uh gamora looks like old gamora yeah yeah they they, they don't look like them at all which is interesting. That's like, well, I guess they're future proof in this now to try and make sure that this isn't too tied into the new movie. Yeah. And where is Rocket? And where is Rocket? I'm sure we'll find out. I imagine he had a falling out that related to Groot becoming a friggin' terraforming force of destruction in the universe. Yeah. Is he even still alive? <laughs> is he still alive? We don't know. Yeah. We'll kind of see. And again, it's a good, good mystery to drive it all forward. It is. It really is. Yeah. So yeah, there's a little comic talk for you there. Everyone don't say you didn't get a little bit. I think this is the way we're going to do it now. Where it's like, well, what was the biggest thing you talked or we saw this week that we mm-hmm. really have to talk about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Works well in an episode like this where we had like an hour and a half of just friggin' news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, everyone, we're going to start winding this one down again. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Thank you so much for checking out the shorts when we put those up on the channel. We'll try and have a few more of those for you. Because again, Lord knows we had a shit ton of news this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you again to Matt for redesigning the show. It looks really great at 301. Yeah. And, uh, hey, if you want to know about the future of the show, again, you can always find it here live Saturday night at 10 p.m. Later it goes to all the different podcast apps. But if you're a patron, which can be one for as little as a dollar a month, you'll get the video and audio version basically as soon as we're done here. And, in fact, I think that will be the thing moving forward, though. The plan is to, at some point, try and get a backup channel here on youtube at some point just just so you know the show is archived in another place yeah i think like an archive somewhere will be handy yeah we'll be good to have again and the show will just come out when i remember to put it out and also i need some money because i want to actually do up the uh, cape joel extra channel to be a good looking backup channel nice nice i just i just want to dump them and have them look like shit <laughs> here go to this ugly ass backup channel that i put bullshit on everyone <laughs> thanks all right so thank you everyone for watching and listening we hope you enjoyed the show and we'll hope you'll join us again next week yeah please come back yes please come back please please if you you don't come back there's no show and it's just me and matt talking into the void yeah we will look like crazy people yeah yeah we'll look like like idiots (laughs) uh so thank you everyone and we'll be back again next time bye-bye